Welcome back to Barely Serious. This is episode 85. I'm all the way out here in Old Town San Diego, smack down in the middle of like the fucking State Historic Park, brown bagging, drinking with Rafael de Camargo. Howdy. All the way back from <laughs> episode four. Welcome back, dude. Yeah, man. Good to... Proud of you, dude. Oh. Super proud of you. I mean, I brought you up on stage for the first time. Uh, you're killing it. You definitely skyrocketed past me. Uh, I'm definitely <laughs> not bitter about it. <laughs> uh, no, I appreciate you, man. It's fun to be back on the podcast and doing it again. It's been too long. Yeah, dude, this is fucking great, man. <laughs> the sun's out. Everything's going good. That's I kind of like doing podcasts in public. Yeah, you know, doing yeah. it in the back of like you know when I used to do arts and craft, like we used to do it in the green room of the com- of the rec room, you uh-huh. know, the comedy club. It's like tucked away in the back <laughs> of some you know little mom and pop club. It's kind of nice doing out where where the people are. You think that place is gonna make it? <laughs> I don't. I don't want to discuss too much about it. Sure, uh, sure. Because it's like. I just asking, do you think it's we, we make got it? bought out in January by a bigger entertainment company, uh-huh. uh, and all I know is that they invested a lot of money into the place. And they, you know, the first lockdown, they saw it as an opportunity for renovations. And so they invested a lot of money into the place. Now, you know, uh, I don't know, <laughs> for all the people out there who are, you know, have parents you're going to see on Christmas that are going to complain about paying for your unemployment with their taxes, you <laughs> let them know that, you know, the companies that worked for you are the ones paying your unemployment. So it's not coming out of their taxes. So Rec Room's paying my unemployment. Anyone who works at Rec Room, which was a large staff since, you know, we had the arcade, the bowling alley. Oh, the yeah. Rooms, that all, all technically being, was one payroll? Yeah, it's one company. Oh, know, shit. One LLC. So they're, they're bankrolling everyone still through this pandemic for the last nine months or whoever had the benefits, you know. Um, so I don't know if you can extend it because, I mean, the Biden campaign during the transition part now are saying that this isn't going to go this this isn't going to go away until another two years. What? They're saying 2022, 23 is when we're going to go back to normalcy, as they put it, like things were before. So that's what that's why, like, you know, Rogan went out to Austin, man. Like he went out there with the because op- yeah, out there they'll give him the opportunity to open up a club and keep doing comedy. Right. So it's just like I think we're just going to see things change geographically you know like the hubs of art and culture are gonna dr- dramatically ch- shift you know i think it'll come back dude we're in la dog i mean but in la they won't even let you you know eat yeah yeah drink. i mean right now here in san diego man I, I mean it's been a trip being down here uh so i don't know if you heard about this but they took it to the rulings that these two strip clubs filed against the city for making them close down and the judge ruled for them it's okay for them to stay open but it's not okay for you to eat outside and six feet apart. What? Yeah. So. What can you do at the strip club? Everything that you normally can? Yeah, you can get in. You can get can lap eat, dances. Can you eat there? Huh? Can you eat the food there? I don't know. I I don't go to the strip clubs. I'm so just saying that like that's funny that you can't eat outdoors, but they're like, hey, just come get a lap dance and you can eat inside. Yeah, what? exactly. It's it's super it's super weird. So now a lot of San Diego businesses are choosing to be defiant, and they're doing indoor and outdoor. That's the same shit with. The, have you ever been to Silky Sullivan's in Fountain Valley? No. This bomb ass place, but like I know the owner now, and like like I was talking to him, we were taking shots and shit, and he was like, he's like, yeah, I'm not closing down. I was like, what do you mean? Like, it's like it's like a shutdown, shutdown. He's like, and because the police station's like right across the street, and so I was like, yeah, the cops are like right there, and he's like, dude, they all drink here, they don't give a fuck. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah, man, I uh, I once got away, <laughs> I once got away from drinking and driving due to the mob in Huntington Beach. The mob. There's a place called uh. I'm not even going to say the place because I'm too scared. Um, okay. But there's a place where, like, cops in Huntington Beach police officers uh, eat and drink for free at, and it's a little Italian spot towards Huntington Harbor. 
And um, one night, my buddy who worked in the kitchen there, he uh, he's getting off work and he needed a ride. So I'm in the, I'm drinking a six pack of beers with our other buddy in the parking lot in the back. <laughs> And I knock over this, like my beer open and drop it all over like the floorboard in front of me, right? So my car reeks of booze, man. Fuck. And a cop rolled up on us because they monitor the place because they like protect it or whatever. Right, right. So the cop comes up to me and he's just like talking to me. He can obviously smell the booze. He's like, hey, just wait right here. I'll be right back. And I'm like, dude, he's going to go put in a call and like two more squad cars are going to show up. <laughs> he comes back and you're all good. And I was like, no way. So my buddy comes out and he goes, "Hey, dude, are you all good?" And I was like, "How did what happened?" Like, I, yeah, I thought I was gonna go to jail. And he was just like, "Yeah, we got a phone call on the inside." And my manager was like, "Hey, anyone waiting for a ride?" And he was like, "Yeah, I'm waiting for a ride." So they called off the cop, even though they like, had me on a DUI and everything. Like, I had open container in the car. Like, what the hell? Yeah, dude. They just drove off. <laughs> the cops are weird, dude. I um, uh, I was supposed to go so like the Boomers in Fountain Valley closed down. Yeah, uh, it's like totally abandoned. I've been going there a few times. It's, it's super fun. But we were supposed to go there and, like, because I have a wooden bat that I always have uh, in my car. You probably saw it. Uh, and so we were going to go break shit, you know, like I busted up all the sinks and shit, like the boomers. But, like, there's graffiti all over the place. It's like, it's crazy. And uh, we were going to go, but then, like, these people were being, like, all weird and shit. So, like, we, like, met up in, like, the parking lot. This is, like, last week. We met up in the parking lot of Sam's Club, and we were going to, like, drive over there because it was, like, some dude's, like, last day here from Texas or whatever, and he lived out here, whatever. Uh, and uh, they were, like, not st- we were in the parking lot for, like, an hour, and I was like, dog, like, I'm only here to go to the fucking movers and fuck shit up. Like, I don't give a shit about any of this. Like, we're just sitting here talking. I don't even know you people. And so, like, I just ran away. <laughs> I just, like, I just, just I literally, I just straight up, I, like, the one guy I told, I was like, all right, bro, I'll see you later. And I just sprinted away. Uh, and I, like, once I turned the corner onto Brookhurst, I just started walking. Dude, so I'm just walking back to my house. Like, it's which is two blocks away with this big wooden bat. Like, just walking down the street, it's, like, midnight. Uh, and I have a hood on because it's cold. It's Antifa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this cop drives right by me. And I was like, oh, shit. And then, like, so he must have seen me because I see him bust a U-turn. And they flash their light on me, like, their car light onto me. And I just keep walking. I just kind of wave and keep walking. And then they just drove on. I was like, oh, sick. But if, like, if I was black, like, who knows? You know what I mean? Because like, it is kind of sus. Like, some guy just, like, at midnight walking around with a bat. You yeah, know, I, I he's mean, not giving gifts. You know, he's, he's not up to, you know. No matter who it is, I'd feel a little uncomfortable. It's like, hey, dude, like, what are you going to do with that? Like, <laughs> where are you going? <laughs> I don't know. But you do look kind of, like, harmless. Yeah. I, I, I'll give you that. Like He probably thought that, you know, I got. kind of scrawny. So, like, you <laughs> know, maybe they're like, nah, we'll break him like a twig. You know, it's like. <laughs> he probably thought that I was like on my way to go like bash some bitches like headlights in for like fucking me over and then I decided not to and I was just walking back. And he's like, you know, I'm not his his life sucks enough. Who knows what those guys think? Yeah, dude, it's I so have weird. No idea. How many times have you been like pulled over? Actually, okay, I've had more interactions with the police this year than any other year of my life. Really? In total, I've had eight interactions with cops, and this year none of them were having to do with me at all. It was just me being a witness to other <laughs> shit. And that's what pisses me off the most. Like, uh, let's see. The first time I ever got into an interaction with a cop, I had just moved to Huntington Beach, and it was the street fair. And I rode my bike through the street fair, which I didn't know you couldn't do. And a cop pulled me off my bike. Literally, they like, grabbed me off my bike and was just like, you know you can't bike here? And I was like, no. He's like, he's like, how did you not know that? There's signs everywhere. I was like, dude, I just moved here. And I actually was able to fight it in court, and they dropped it in the city. So Fight it, like, it in court? He gave you a ticket? Yeah, he gave me a ticket. Cause it was, what? It's illegal to ride your bike through the street fair. I would have been pissed. I would have been I like, get 15, the fuck dude. out of here, bro. I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Come on, just, just tell me not to ride it and like send me on my way. You yeah, know? So that he was gave the first you a time. ticket. The second time, I w- it was maybe 
It's my freshman year of high school, so I was like 16. Um, me and my buddy went and drank with these girls, and then we left their house at like four in the morning. And then we were like walking home. We're walking right up Main Street, right by the Seacliff Center, yeah, like, like City Hall where the cops are. Yeah. And and I was just like, my my buddy's like, I need to take a piss. I'm like, bro, no, it's too late. There's cops out. There's probably cops out. Like, just don't do. It. He's like, nah, fuck you, dude. We'll be fine. So he's peeing off to the side, and a cop literally drives right past us, like going towards Seacliff Center. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my god, here we go. So he flips a Yui immediately, and he comes up, <laughs> and this big bald police officer steps out of the car and goes if you run i'll tackle you to the ground and we just i just stood frozen and so we sat down on the curb and this cop comes up and he's just like if i go over there son what am i going to find and my buddy goes urine <laughs> and i was like we're going to juvie like we're gonna go to juvie <laughs> and then he's just like are you gonna be smart ass with me he's like i swear man i was just pissing you know and he's just like that's it like and like so they handcuff him and put him in the car and then they're like but you like You've been compliant. You've been respectful. So you can call your mom. And if she picks you up, you can go home tonight. And I was like, bet. So I call my mom, <laughs> wake her up at four in the morning. And she's like, what's wrong? And I Did was she just like, answer first call. She answered like a couple rings in. Yeah. Damn. And then I, I was like, hey, um, drive up Main Street until you see the cops. I need you to come pick me up. <laughs> and then she's like, all right, I'll be right there. So she rolls up and then the cops about to let me go. And as I'm walking away, he goes, son, before you leave, I'm just going to ask you one thing. Have you been drinking tonight? And I was like, no, sir, I haven't. He's like, are you sure? And I was like, yes, sir. And he's like, all right, you have a good night. And we get in the car, and my mom's like, are you drunk right now? And I'm like, I'm fucking wasted, dude. Like, I'm fucking <laughs> super drunk. I don't know how I walked away from that. Um, and then she drove me home, and she's like, all right, your curfew's now midnight. And I was like, gee, thanks, Mom. You know, Jeez, she just reduced thanks. it down. How old to were like, you? I was 16. Yeah, I was 16 years old. Um, that's crazy. That's when I started getting hooligan stuff. Um, and then when I was 21, I was, I was arrested for the first time ever uh, for public, like I was smoking weed and drinking in public. Where? I was in my buddy's car. I had met this dude slacklining in Fullerton Park, you know, slacklining. What the fuck yeah. So um, from like some Facebook group, you know, just trying to like make friends when I moved up right, there to my right. mom's place. Um, so he, one night, he, after a couple of weeks of us hanging out, he's like, yo dude, you wanna go downtown Fullerton and get some drinks? I was like, fuck it, let's do it. So we go downtown and we get drinks, and then he's dropping me off in my apartment complex, and we decided we decided to take a couple of swigs of Jameson bottle that he had in his car. <laughs> okay. So we take a couple of swigs, and then I made a monster can into a weed pipe so we could nice. smoke. So we didn't have a pipe like old school, and we started smoking. And this cop like didn't have his lights on, just rolled up, crept up on us, dude, and he said that he pulled up on us because of suspicion, right? Of what? I'll get to it. But, all right, all right, so all right. he comes up to the window, and I'm literally taking a hit of weed from a monster can, <laughs> which is like, oh, no, you know? And he goes, what are you guys doing? I'm like, yeah, well, you know, this. And so, um, yeah, he's like, he's like, the reason I pulled you over, on, you know, is because it's like suspicion. Did you know this is a well-known hotspot for male prostitution? <laughs> no. <laughs> I just moved no. into this area. I had no, no. Idea, bro. That, that's crazy. You know what I mean? And then, so, like, literally in that moment, he's like, so who's jerking off who? You know, like he would thought that we were like once someone in the car was soliciting sex to another person. That's why he rolled up on us, right? <laughs> so I was like, no, 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 I live here. And then he's like, show me your ID. And I showed him my ID, and he was like, all right, you do live here. Like, you know, we're good. But since I did see you, it's just like, you know, I'm gonna have to ask you both to step outside the car, you know, for like breathalyzer and all that right. shit. And at that moment, I didn't know this guy very well, right? So he goes. I had grams of cocaine in the car and a scale and pre-weighed out baggies and a bunch of cash. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> so he immediately just confessed. Three squad cars roll up. like, And then they did the test to me. And they're like, are you sure you haven't done anything else besides drinking and smoking weed? And I'm like, dude, I fucking promise you. I, we could have been having a way more fun time, but I had no idea. you know. 
and so he made me count to 30 seconds and i counted 30 seconds he's like yeah you're pretty on like you're on the spot like I, I believe you and shit so he's like but i'm unfortunately gonna have to take you in for public intoxication and dude my buddy got this guy got so lucky that they let him off as this with the same thing as me since he ratted himself out they they booked and tagged us and let us go within an hour and a half like once they processed us did they like, take we his shit go. though huh they only do they only took the blow <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying like did they take and that then shit? they left the jameson and the weed in the car we went right back to the car and just kept on smoking he <laughs> <laughs> crashed at my place and in the morning we figured out you know and then like yeah i uh at the time i didn't want my mom to figure out about it <laughs> so because i was living at her house you know right i was like i was like 21 so i was like i have to be a grown-up about this so i signed myself so look it was like it was like a the fine was like something ridiculous. I didn't have the money. I didn't have a job. I didn't. I couldn't ask my mom for it. Right. I just didn't want to deal with it. Right. I had to go to court and all this other stuff. Fuck. So what I did was I used my insurance, my health insurance, for them to cover me for three months of rehabilitation. <laughs> so I signed it myself and I get myself a good boy note for the court and they dropped my case. Oh my god. So I had to go to that length to not have to pay like 600, 700 bucks for this public intoxication <laughs> thing. And the day after it was resolved, I signed myself at a rehab and just went on with my life, dude. It was like, but I got some good coping skills out of it, you know? Right, like, right. It was good. It was fun having like support group and like hearing all these crazy <laughs> stories. Like that was the first time I found out I could do comedy. Like my, the first time I ever told my circumcision story was in a group therapy session. What the fuck? And the thing is, bro, they all laughed. No one thought it was gruesome. That was the first time I told that story and like, everyone was looking at me like what the fuck that's hilarious <laughs> and i was like all right so like when i did comedy for the first time at centerfield you know what i mean like i chose that was that your story. first time yeah I, I did my first time was at centerfield just like you man that's like, crazy yeah and it was two people it was david mendez and tanya morales i don't even know who that second chick is she's like this old old lady that used to come around in the very beginning of me do comedy but oh damn yeah she used to go to carmen bar before it closed down every once in a while she was like this old mexican lady I've I probably like, seen her. I just don't she recognize was really the filthy name. And talked about having like three ways and sixty nineing people. She's old. Yeah, dude, it was raunchy. <laughs> dude, I had a similar thing. Uh, you remember the fucking uh, the show that I did at the fucking Brea Improv? Mm-hmm. That fucking night where you were the you were the 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 you fucking worked there. Yeah. And uh, that night, dude, I'm smoking weed with this dude who's like homies with my homie, and we're smoking weed in like this parking lot by Back Bay. You ever been to Back Bay? Yeah. And we're smoking this like the like the the corporate fucking parking lots. We're just in there smoking, windows down, everything. Luckily, my car was off. We were just sitting there, and, like, just these flashlights came on. We were just, I had the piece in my fucking hand, like, just lit it, and they were like, what are you doing? I was like, well, I guess we're smoking weed. You know, like, why are you even asking? You know, <laughs> yeah, you, you, can, you, I'm literally, you see me doing? sparking it, you know? And, like, I guess they've been, like, uh, sitting there, like, listening to us talk for, like, like two, three minutes, and, like, the whole time I was just, like, talking about, like, plowing chicks, and they were, like, <laughs> they realized they were just some, like, idiot asses. Like, they just, when the guy told us to, like, he was like, can you get out of the car or whatever? And we we're like, yeah, sure. Uh, and, but I was high, so I started, like, tripping. And I was just like, oh, shit. Like, I, I don't want to go to, like, jail. I just smoke. I'm trying to enjoy this. Like, blah, blah, blah. And, like, I started getting, like, like my heart started racing and shit. And, like, we're just sitting there. And the guy was like, oh, yeah. We're like, uh, like, we thought, like, this is, like, a gang area. And I was like, what are you fucking talking It's Back Bay. There's no gangs here. Like, like, whatever, dude. And, like, then they just, like, went through. They were like, can we, like, search your car? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, and he's like, what are we going to find? And I was like, well, more weed. And, uh, and I was like, oh, also there's like 
a big bag of knives in the trunk. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, dude, there's like a bag with like 50 knives in the trunk. And he's like, what? And so I had to explain that like my uncle had just passed away and that like <laughs> he used to sell knives. And so like, I just had this big bag of knives like in the like trunk. You inherited yeah, I just, yeah. And so they're like, and like they like opened it and like it was just like a bunch of pocket knives and shit. And I was just like, and I was like, I don't know if that's like bad or nothing. I think there was like a couple like BB guns and shit, but like it was like nothing. They searched my car. But the only thing that was like whack about it was that my glove compartment, my glove, to, like the glove box doesn't work. Like it, the, the it's jammed, so you can't open it. I have to like peel off a panel in the side door and like reach around and force it open. And I hadn't done it for like a year. And so they're like, the guy tries to open the glove box. He's like, "What the fuck's in there, man? Why is it locked?" And I was like, "It's not locked. It's just a piece of shit. It's broken." And he's like, "I don't believe you." Like when you blah blah blah. And so like, I like I like he, he used an a knife to like pop open the side right. door and I like reach it and I just couldn't get it. I was like cutting up the shit out of me because I'm like reaching in the interior of my car, scraping the shit out of my hand, like trying to get it. And I just couldn't get it. I'm like, bro, there's not like my tags from two years ago. That's all that's in there, bro. Like this shit's been closed for years. And he's like, all right, whatever. Like, and he's like, you guys can't drive away though. And we're like, well, what do you want? We're in the middle of nowhere. And he's like, what do you want? And so we just like, Walked to a Seven Eleven and then just walked back to my car and drove away. Like that's all it was. Yeah. But I remember the guy was like, he was like, so like, what are you guys doing here? And I was like, well, I do stand up. I just did a show at the Improv. Like we're just here, like like nightcap and just smoking. It's like one in the morning that's now. That's probably your saving grace because, um, like, uh, when I was working at that Improv, yeah, uh, a year before they did one of those like, um, they do like every every year that. Or the last couple of years, they had done um, this thing called Freedom to Laugh, which is an, you know, uh, all Republican like conservative comedy show. Sure. And there was death threats sent in because some of the people that were speakers at during the show. So they had like people like in SWAT gear surrounding the back exits of the improv. So like they had to. And work. you were working this? No, this was like after. But when, oh, okay. But yeah, but like there's precautions that we had to go through in training because of that event that we had to learn as the staff of the improv and stuff. So like there was stuff like that where like they work very closely with the uh, Brea PD. Right. So maybe that was your saving grace is like, they're not going to like, you know, the guy ended up being the homie. Cause he was like, Oh really? Like where else have you like performed? And I was like, Oh, like last week is out at the comedy store, like blah, blah, blah. And he's like, do you know, like, like Joe Rogan? And I was like, I mean, I bumped into him in the hallway and had to say sorry, but like that, I don't like know the guy. Right. And he was like, that's so cool. Whatever. He got my Instagram. And I think he, <laughs> I think he followed me. Cause like, I went to his page, but it's private. I'm like, I'm not going to follow you back. But like, he, like harass you now. He's like your best friend. Yeah. It's so, like, <laughs> I ended up getting a follower out of it. Like, so it ended up being like, all right. And I got a story, I guess, but I was just like, fuck, I, got, I was scared. And he was like, you know, like if your car was on, like we could have popped you. I was like, fuck, well, thank, thank God it wasn't, dude, yeah. you know? So that was the three incidents that happened before this year, you know, <laughs> before in my life. And then so this year... Before you talk about what happened at the, the thing, how did you get here? To San Diego? Yeah, like, why are you in San Diego now? How'd that happen? Um, well, so I was working at a Domino's and then... Shit, I should have said that. Okay, I was working at a pizza place. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> yeah. Um, and some of the people started acting like they had COVID around, and the managers just kind of ignored it because we needed the people because we were understaffed. So I decided to quit that job. And then the place that I was what living do you mean in, acting like they had, like they were faking it, or they like for sure had it. There were people who were making fun of masks, and now they're wearing a mask at all times at work, <laughs> and like coughing and looking like they're drained and sweaty and stuff like that. So like it just made me a little bit suspicious. Right. Um, and like I'm 26, just lost my health care. <laughs> Look, not trying to, like, get into debt because I end up in the hospital for something or, like, get, you right. know, I'm just, like, look, man, like, I'm not trying to, 
not scared of it. I'm not trying to risk it and end up in like a, fi- a worse financial position. You know? Right. So right. I'm already at the bottom of the barrel here. <laughs> um, so so then like, um, yeah, my living situation wasn't great up there. Plus, I was paying nine hundred dollars just for my room. Fuck. Was uh, this the the place off like Warner and Beach? Yeah, it was over like by Fountain Valley area. It was like off of like Magnolia. Oh, this is what this wasn't like the shit box that I picked you up from that one time over by America's Tire. No, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that place is like apartments. You're like, oh, like come pick me up here or whatever. I like pulled up and I was like, Jesus Christ, people live back here. I was like, what? it was like behind a gas station or some shit or behind a car wash. Nah, I don't know what you're talking about, dude. What? Fuck off, dude. Like I picked you up from this place specifically. It was off Beach Boulevard by the big tall building by the uh, the shoe palace. No, 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 dude. That was that's a different place. No, okay. not there. Yeah. No, I was living You're making me trip. I was, I was like, who no, the I fuck mean, the, lived there? The place was nice. The place was nice. Uh, okay. it wasn't it wasn't that. It was just like I was living with a pregnant lady <laughs> and she was driving me bananas, you know what I mean? And what, just eating all the time? No, 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 dude, like I, I don't used, like the way you I eat. I <laughs> used a wash rag and got like a little dab of ketchup on it and it that's that's the drying towel, not the the cleaning towel. So I what? get this like paragraphs long message about how like i'm i need to fucking use the right towels and all this stuff and i just got over it i was (laughs) like look i'm at work six days a week rushing pizzas to people and like you know i come home i'm tired i just want to chill and like that's a such you're home all the time (laughs) you're right just wash the rat just like (laughs) wash it like and like why make a big conflict over and then she's like well i'm hormonal because i'm pregnant sounds like a you problem dude like that's not (laughs) i didn't like i just live here i pay rent like it's sorry you know i just won't use the towels and then she's like no you need to clean up after yourself and it's like jesus christ so it was just like that kind of stuff and i was like dude like i just want to move down and i have i have friends down here who i live five they live five minutes away from me now who I've like lived with before and like, you know, I just want to be around people that I'm comfortable with. Right. Right. That's it. So I moved down to San Diego plus down here. I mean, at the time, like the comedy clubs were still open and right. then I thought maybe like there would be op- more opportunity for me to be able to like once, you know, I'm moving the mic around. Yeah. That's what I do. You're like, down here, um, like my bad. No, you're good. You're um, good. So, yeah, like, I just thought, like, you know, I like San Diego. The ch- it's chill down here. The vibe is cool. Um, performing down here has been, like, makes me feel like the Wild West. Why? Well, like, so, um, I don't know if you've ever done ACC, American Comedy Company. No, I did. Um, Downtown San Diego. I did the one that's, uh, I've done La Jolla Comedy Store a couple times. I've done, um, fuck, I've done Mud- Madhouse a couple Madhouse, times. Yeah. And then, They're right around the corner from each other. And then the other one. I'm, I've done the one that's. Um, the basement one. No, um, I know ACC is the one I haven't oh, done. Golden Palace. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So ACC and Madhouse are like right on the same block. Right. And, yeah, yeah. Um, dude, I came down on Tuesday because they have the open mic there, and then um, Marty knows some like no no to he knew a booker at Madhouse so and he was offered a spot but decided not to because he wanted to stay and review because he does his open mic reviews he wanted right. to review ACC so Marty gave me his spot at Madhouse. And then I also got pulled from the bucket at ACC. Oh, damn. So when I went up at ACC, it was 120 people on a Tuesday night, bro. I remember that. And it's it's uh, <laughs> and it's and um, it's a tour crowd because it's people from all over here on business. Uh-huh. You have the people in the Army who, who are from all over the place. So out of that 120 people, it's such a diverse crowd that any material that you have polished up from OC, bro, is going to work. Right. You know, it's like you just have a, such a diverse crowd, crowd of people, and it's, like, always packed out. And then I went over to Madhouse for the spot. It, it was, was 80 empty. fucking people oh, there. Oh, damn. So in, in, that night, I went up in front of 200 people total. 
That's between sick. Two, and I got like, uh, what, 10 minutes of time in San Diego. And it was just like, where on Tuesday night are you going to get that? Not in L.A. Definitely not in OC. Right, right. So, like, if you want to go work out your stuff, your material, this is kind of like the best place to do it because there's always a filtering out of the crowd. You always have a sick. new influx of people coming in. And that's kind of what I started seeing when I came down to San Diego. When I'd come down with Kevin or Marty or right. you know, Kenny and Ashley, it's like every time I could see it was just all these random people all the time. It wasn't the same group of people. That's sick. So I, I thought I saw the the impulse there to like, if we're gonna start out at zero once comedy comes back, I want to start out here where I can actually work on the old material that I have right. and build off. Start from that and build off of that, but then also be able to, to extend it further and have a more of a wild scenario. The, the comics out here kind of suck ass, too. So it's like when you go up there and you do good. Well, imagine like, having that as an audience starting out. Going up in front of 120 people when you're first starting out an open mic. I know, but I'm saying that, like, the the quality of comics out here is, like, piss poor. Like, dude, I um one of the times I did the La Jolla Comedy Store, dude, it was for potluck. Huh. And the guy that goes up before me... He goes like this, and it was packed, dude. It was like we were up on the, the like the the end of it, dude. So it was packed out, like everybody's already in there. And this dude goes like this. He's like, "Hey, uh, I just got like my ancestry test or whatever. Did you know that technically everybody is like point oh two percent African?" With that being said, and then he drops the N word, hard R, <laughs> whitest guy in the world. Jesus. And like everybody just kind of like nobody laughs, nobody like nobody even like really made a sound. Everybody just kind of started looking around, like, "Wait, what?" Uh, and I was just in the back, and I was like, "You got to be." fucking kidding me yep. and then he goes like this he's like oh come on my boom and he says it again i was like oh my and he, i think he said it like a third time and the host just had to kind of had to run up there and your next comic is yeah. uh and he looks <laughs> at the list uh gallon nash and i was like fuck <laughs> dude like come on man and i went i actually ended up doing like i had a great set because like they were just like cool anybody else let's go you yeah, know like yeah so i was like tripping for nothing but i was like fuck dude really come you, on in san diego if you can go up and just do a structured joke you have a 80% more of a chance of succeeding. That's what I'm saying. I was like, <laughs> if you, you can just on, have a little bro. bit of structure and like, you know, you're you're bringing people along in the build up and then you got them in the punchline, like there's an actual punchline to your joke. There's a couple comics out here that I like. Uh, do you know Walter Ford? No, but there's definitely some really good comics that I've seen out here that are like there the are stars some good of their ones. Se- like yes, uh, yes. Alan Henderson. Uh-huh. Super good comic. I yeah. don't know if you've heard there of are, him. There are some good yeah. ones. Um, I'm not trying yeah, but the open mic scene is brutal. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. And I think that we were really privileged in OC, you know, with the amount of um, comics that we came around. I don't know what's what the real big... I don't know why it's so uh, fundamental to sharpen your teeth somewhere else and then go somewhere in a different city and <laughs> then just really work your shit out. Yeah. Um, and that's as close, I feel like, you can get to a tour crowd. And But then when I, get, when I wanted to start doing comedy down here when I came down during quarantine... Because they looked like they were doing it respectfully uh, at ACC. They were doing, doing temperature like the, checks, the, masks. They were doing like a like the protest shit. Yeah, and then they started like and it got in the paper, dude. It got in yeah. the, like the local paper that and like they're like, yeah, this week it's a protest, next week it's a church. <laughs> oh my gosh, you know, it's like you're making us all look bad, dude. Stop. Like when <laughs> when does it end? Just just stop. But you had to make a protest sign and submit it to the host <laughs> to get a guaranteed spot, and it's like. So if I go up and do dick jokes, am I making fun of the protests? Like, where's the ethic? Like, right. Like, if you're going up there just to work on jokes, is it insensitive? And then uh, it was just the way they worded it. It's a place where people can come up onto our stage and protest, and other people can come and sit in the audience and watch the protest. Yeah, happen. it was so weird because I remember I signed up for it once, and they were like, in the thing, you had to be like, you had to respond and be like, 
I understand the rules and I know that I'm like, yeah. prote- like I was just like what the fuck like, it was so weird and I, was, I said it I was like this is so weird but so I just decided not to and then Simon Gibson was support- supposed to perform over the um, uh, 4th of July weekend and then he had heard that some of the local comedians might have gotten contracted COVID from going to the open mic so he decided to bail out on his shows and then that was when I was like alright I'm gonna just wait and wait it out right yeah cause yeah, like yeah. I respect Simon I've wor- you know, worked with Simon he's yeah. been on shows that I produced and like if someone of his caliber is not willing to do something because he's afraid of the outcome of what it might do to the industry and how it might make it look, right. I'm also not willing to ruin comedy. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, that's why Rogan, you know, went to Texas is because he felt bad doing it in a place where, you know, if he got someone sick, like, it's going to be... He just wanted it to be safe, right? But, right. Like, they won't even give you the shot in L.A. I've been doing, like, like the backyard shit, and, like, for the most part, it sucked, but, like, there's been a couple, like, just shout-out to... Uh, uh, Nate Welch and Dan Ovier, they do uh, the Jungle House comedy show up cool. in NoHo. Shit's fucking fire. And then uh, Troy Douglas, I just did his show on Friday, and that shit was fire. It was pretty funny because I showed up. Like, it was supposed to be, uh, uh, like, uh, 7 o'clock doors, like, 7.30, like, uh, show start or whatever. And I showed up, like, at, like, 7.30, like, of course. Uh, and there was no – it was empty. It was just, like, Dom, <laughs> Dom was on the show. Troy was there, and the rest of the comics were there. And Dom was telling me after, it was so funny, he was like, he's like, yeah, the second I got here, I was like, wow, Don, Galen's going to be fucking hyped. Like, and so, and the first thing I said, I showed up and I was like, huh, packed house, eh? Uh, and it was like, and then we were like just talking in the corner. I think I went and took a piss, come back out, and there was like 25 people. I was like, where the fuck did these oh, people come shoot. from? There's a... Oh, just hide it. We're good. Uh, yeah, but it was it was cool. So shout out to Troy Douglas. He put on a good show. But Yeah, I would do something like that. Like, I don't think there's, you know, if it's done right, like, I don't think there's an issue, really. Yeah, but they have my, temperature checks and shit. My concern is just that, like, ACC is in a basement downstairs. It is a dingy place. Is it really? What's upstairs? No, like, it, it's just the doorway, and then it, you go down two flights oh. of stairs, oh. and then the comedy club's under underground. So, like, you know, if outdoor sh- shows make sense, doesn't seem, but I'm not going to go stuff myself in a basement with whoever the hell shows right, up and a right. bunch of other comics and just pray that it goes, nothing goes wrong. I was uh, I was thinking about j- just now. I was thinking about San Diego because I was thinking I was like, "Fuck!" Like, have I bombed in San Diego? And I did. Uh, I've, I think I've done. I don't know. I think I've done like twelve shows down here. And then, uh, do you know Raymond Montoya? Yeah, I know Raymond. So we went and we did like the, we did these spots at the Madhouse Comedy Club, and he's like, "Oh, like my boy who does like this show over here, he's gonna like put us up at like this other place." And it was like a bar. I forgot. I think I want to say like Piggly Wiggly, like I, I, something with pigs. It had something to do with pigs. I don't remember the name. I don't remember how to get there. I just remember it was at the bottom of a hill. Like that's Piggly a, Wiggly was the grocery store. Yeah, dude. I know. <laughs> That is. You I did just, comedy in a grocery store with Raymond Montoya? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it was called, but it was something with a pig. Uh, and we showed up there, and there was, like, 30 people there, but, like, nobody was, like, paying attention. And, like, it was one of those that were like, all right, which one of you wants to go up first? And he was like, Galen. I was like, fuck, dude. And so, like, I went up there, and, like, I think, like, one joke hit, and I was like, whatever. And then they brought him up, and then, like, he did all right. But I was like, fuck, whatever, dude. But uh, it, like, ruined my streak. But... I don't know. San Diego is weird. It's it's wild, man. I call it the Wild West. It's just there's there's a lot of diversity down here too, but it's not as intense. It's it's a little bit more laid back. You know what I mean? And sure. Like it has more of a carefree attitude, and it, maybe it is because it's just such a huge tourist town that it's just that way. People come here for leisure. You know what I mean? Or like if Sea World. I don't know. Yeah, that shit's shut down though right now. It's like. Have you ever been? Not to the one here. I've I've been to the one in Texas. There's one in Texas. San Antonio, yeah. I thought there was just one in Orlando and uh, here. 
No, San Antonio, uh, San Antonio, Texas. There's a SeaWorld too. Do you think that place should get closed down forever? I met the trainer that ki- that was killed by the whale. Shut up. When I was a kid, I swear they they had shut they had shut down um, the Shamu show because the animals were acting up. So they decided to cancel the show. And then a couple weeks later, I was with my stepdad. And we were watching it on the news. <laughs> that she died. That the guy died. It was the bald dude that died. Got he like the whale keep pushing him down, and then he kept like coming up from air, and it would just push him right back down. Fuck. And to the point where he drowned. And then the body, they were just the whales were just tossing his body around like a rag doll, and they had to like. Like get a net in between the guy and the whale. That's right. And then they had to fish his body out in front of a live audience. <laughs> and it's like, it, it's just crazy, you know. Like um, when you see stuff like that, and then they um, they don't do anything about it. I mean, th- th- it took them so long to cancel the Shamu shows, where it's like trainer and animal in the water. Right after that one chick got killed. Yeah. You're like looking over there, like there's security or something. Yeah. You were like, you kept like looking over there. I was like, oh, fuck. Is no, coming? I heard the, the <laughs> that chick on the speakerphone. I was like, oh, is this dude walking up behind us? <laughs> no. I'm not about to get another public intoxication crap. We're not even there. drunk. I'd be like, dude, it's water. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's white claw. But uh, what was the, uh, fuck, there was something that I was going to bring up. Fuck me. But anyway, let's go back to the beginning, man. Uh, let's go back to the beginning. I think it's funny because uh, remember, like the now everybody's like tight. So like when like right before the shutdown, I was supposed to I was supposed to do the rec room for the first time on March like twenty whatever the fuck. Right. Like, I think it was the twenty second, and then right after the show, I was supposed to drive up to Oregon, and I was uh, co-headlining with Cole Robeson uh, a couple shows up there in Bend and Prineville or some buttfuck town out there. And uh, unless you live there, it's not by fuck. It's great. Uh, and uh, it got all got canceled. And I was like, fuck, like it was crazy. But it reminded me of like, like it was like it was Evan's show at the rec room. Like it was like it's supposed to be like the mending of the whatever. He's like, dude, I need you on that show because of like the all the like the whack ass beefs or whatever. Yeah, and like, I had him on the, the arts and craft podcast. That was another like first step. Yeah. You know what I mean, of like like because what was all that shit, man? Let's talk about it. I mean, I walked in and that beef was already strong, dude. When I started working at the rec room and came into the scene, like the the beef. I mean, what really happened was that Evan was offered the position for Kenny's job at rec room and turned it down because he was living in L.A. at the time. Uh-huh. So then Hunter gave Kenny the job, and then Castman ended up coming back to OC, and then th- there was no position for him. Oh damn! So then he felt like you know he had done all this stuff to get Kenny you know in the door because Kenny was working for free as a sound guy, just helping out around the place, hoping that he could just be around comedy. And then he was granted the manager position. Oh damn! That's like you know the key, keys to the kingdom kind yeah. of shit. <laughs> so you could kind of see where there might be a little bit of resentment or you know whatever there. Right. But then it became about like so Kenny let him produce shows and you know how Castman runs it right? Yeah. You know, he was giving out a bunch of free stuff and, like, the email blasts and all that stuff. Right. So then when they Hunter decided uh, to put a, like, you have to sell this many tickets, Castman kind of lost it because, you know, you know how I do shows, you know, the way I produce things. Uh-huh. I still sh- I, there's 100 people every time, uh-huh. but they're f- it's free, you know? Right. So, um, yeah, so Castman decided not to produce the show there. 
and that was the falling out. And then oh, they just damn. didn't like each other because he thought that, like, you know, Kenny had ruined his position with Hunter and the rec room. Right. And, you know, Kenny felt that he, you know, uh, Castman was sliding him behind his back to the other rest of the scene. And, like, people had to, like, pick these sides and, like, who they wanted to perform for because now, like, Kenny's picking who's going to be opening up for these pe- big people on the shows. Right. But then you have Anchor Bar and, like, you know, you want to be on Castman's good graces. So it just naturally created this divide, you know what I mean? And uh, between these two very powerful prominent people in the scene even though you know Castman's like what's at this point was seven years into his stint of like yeah. running shows in OC and producing and all this stuff and uh-huh. Kenny's like a year and a half into comedy yeah <laughs> you know so it, it it's it's kind of it's maybe it was a little bit like you got to pay your dues first you know what I mean and like you know respect the people who gave you chances kind of thing right and then maybe Castman felt that he was slighted and then Kenny felt like he was slighted too and there was just no communication and then people picking sides always adds fuel to the fire. Like, it was so weird because like I never like picked a side or nothing, but people felt like I picked a side. Like I was I was so neutral. But then I like I did like videos with like Cass, and I remember uh, when he like dropped one of the videos. I was supposed to do arts and craft, and you were like, "Sorry, man, can't have you on." And I was like, "See, what well, the fuck? I worked there, you know." And then like that was also a mixed production, so it's uh-huh. like, it's like I was, you know, I, I had it coming at my angles of like, no, you can't do that. And people so being like, weird. oh, you're tr- you're turning over to that side and like by like allowing that. It's like what people say about how like how Joe Rogan lets like fringe level thinkers on his podcast. It's like you can't have those people on just saying whatever <laughs> they want. It makes us look bad. You know what I mean? Right. And it's right. Just like, dude, what are you talking about? I, I truly believe that everyone has a say and is like in a community. Uh-huh. Art, you know, the arts is a community. Comedy is a community. And it it's is. Just like I was trying to branch out. And the whole point of that podcast was to get people's. Um, to build rapport with people right so it's like you know like i've been i've seen you since day one man like uh-huh. i've been cool seven eight months in to do it and then i got so much flack for it and then by the end like i just started being a little bit more defiant and just going to cast man stuff and i was just like hey man like i now realize that this is such a silly beef i just want spots and i just want to work with people who want to do comedy yeah and then cast man was like very cool about it and then I started not getting spots at Rec Room. Really? Yeah. And it's just like this political thing, man. And there's a political hierarchy to it. And yeah. So it's just like, yeah. So like I had to sacrifice in order to like make peace. And then eventually like I ended up bumping into Kenny and Ashley at the mics because Ashley was doing Castman's mics. That's right. I remember when that was going on. And so then eventually like it worked itself out where just being around, they couldn't be mad at each other. You know, uh-huh. like they weren't, they weren't, they didn't want to do this beef thing anymore. And like his friends and his circle was also doing his shows and wanted to branch out. And so, who knows what happened there? But last week, last it was like last thing that got left on was things were good. So that's good. Yeah, I mean, not- there was that resolution. And thank you, Lee Lin, for being the cataclysm that brought us all together. Yeah. Like you were really <laughs> the. The needle that broke the camel's back. like <laughs> That shit was so funny because I remember when it was going down, but like, and it was also really funny because everybody was hitting me up because there were so many things that I would be I like. I started that shit, and that's what fucking is so funny to me about it. Is <laughs> I said one thing, and. I missed all that. I missed all, all that. All I said to her, you know, she's like, I just can't wait to marry a rich dude so that way I can get my own Netflix special. <laughs> And I was just like, hey, like, maybe you should just practice the art. And then she's like, what are you saying? Like, that people can't do that? And I was just like, you keep talking like you don't like poor people. Well, everyone at the mics were poor people. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, if you don't like poor people, you might not like comedy. Like, you know, yeah. you might not make friends. And while you're starting out, it's important to have mentors and people who show you the ropes. Yeah. 
and she took it as like me saying she'll never accomplish her dreams and you know i'm a i'm a misogynist and i'm a <laughs> sexist and then she just berated me four times a day with these long paragraph posts and oh shit my. on my podcast and then, i remember that and then she just picked her farts targets. and farts and craps, farts and, craps. Yeah. <laughs> and then i went on facebook and i was like in my defense i have two shitty podcasts so yeah. i could plug my other podcast so it was good promotion dude so <laughs> i missed that whole thing like i saw it like after the fact but it was funny because like i didn't know about like lee lynn until uh like people started like like a number of people started hitting me up and i was like what are you talking about because they like expect they fully expected me to get like involved with this because i always i guess like got involved with anything and yeah, we like, wanted you to rip her up dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we wanted you to be you uh, to her yeah. and that's what we would hope and uh, then it just never happened because i was like fuck because what happened was uh i think it was funny because the whole um because this was like right around the time that that one, I don't want to say his name because I don't want to give him any publicity. But Lee Lennon's fine. Uh, but uh, the guy who ran um, Therapeutic Noise. Oh, I never did that one because yes. of the guy who shall not be named. I just yeah, I could see that from a mile away. I was like, nah. It was crazy, dude. Like crazy shit. I did it once, and like it was so weird. Like I got the, such the weirdest vibe. I go in there like this. There was this back room. I show up to pay the five bucks, whatever. Uh, and uh, like he looks at me, and like it's funny because it's one of those things where it's like. You can you know when someone like either pretends to not know who you are or whatever, and he like looks at me and he goes, "What's your name again?" And I was like, "Dude, get the fuck out of here, bro!" <laughs> uh, you know, like, and it was funny because like the list was like right in front of him, and I showed up late because it was like it was like deep Long Beach, and like I'm driving from Fountain Valley, so I showed up late, and, like, but it was like hadn't started yet, and like everybody else's names are crossed off, and I'm like, okay, first of all, you know who I am, bitch, and then second of all. <laughs> I'm the only fucking name that's not crossed off. This. So there's two things that I know that you know who I am. And, like, and he was just being like, he kept saying it. And I was like, dude, get the fuck out of here, dude. And so, like, that, like, rubbed me the wrong way. And then, like, it just, it was so weird. And then afterwards, he was like, I found out that he was, like, exploiting, like, open micers for, like, money by doing feedback mics. So this dude, he's, like, five months into comedy. And he wasn't getting booked anywhere. So that's why he fucking rented out this place. Yeah. So he could just book himself. And then he started doing feedback mics where people could pay five and then like an extra five if they want his advice on their set. And hey, I was like, get oh, yeah, the that's what fuck I've out of here. I've always wanted is someone who has not done comedy as long to tell me <laughs> how my jokes are going. That's what, I, that's what I want out of every mic. Is so that shit pissed me off. And then he like, they started posting like in the beginning of the pandemic or whatever, like he started posting there. It was some guy because like that guy ended up blocking me. Uh, that guy ended up blocking me on Facebook because do you remember Nick Romero? No, I don't. I don't think I've ever come into contact with that guy. So he got into a Facebook fight with this guy, uh, and I just in support because I agreed with everything Nick was saying. I just liked his comments, and so that other guy blocked me. And then like a week later, makes a burner account, which still follows me, uh, and he messaged me like all this hate, fuck you, blah blah, blah you suck, like all this stuff. And I was like, what the hell? And so like I just went to the profile, and this dude has like five Instagrams, and it was like suggested for you, and it was all five of his Instagrams. So I was like, get the fuck out of here, <laughs> yeah, dude. dude. And, like, I just responded. Troll. I just responded with, like, one thing. I was like, hey, at whatever. And then I was like, uh, next time I play the improv, I'll leave a couple of tickets under your name. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> and then he responded, like, a week later. And, like, because I was just like, dude, I hate being, like, a dick. But I was like, if you're going to do something, if you're going to go out of your way to be like that, I could be like that, too. Uh, and yeah. then they started posting on Facebook. Some guy uh started posting like we're opening up for whatever like don't be a pussy come on down like and so i just commented like in the scene i was just like i said something along the lines of like 
nah, like like we're good and like five months and I started I just I just exploited I just uh, exploited them I just fucking exposed them and like everybody started liking my shit and I just kept going back and forth with this guy just <laughs> destroying this yeah. fucking guy and then I put it on Instagram and like all these other comics started hitting me up and it like became a thing and then like a month later that dude shit went out of business because nobody went and I was like fuck yeah dude like don't fuck with me dog but that's what the th- people were expecting that type of shit for me to do to like Lee Lynn. And I talked to her because people were like, dude, get her on the podcast. Get her on the podcast. Like, you got to rip her apart on the podcast. And I was like, dude. That was the same way with her. I, I literally said the one thing. She freaked out. And then I made the, you know, like the side little jokes where I like, you know, like the, like I said, where I was like, in my defense, I have two. That's all <laughs> I said about it. You know, it's like, and the rest, she just made herself look like an ass in front of the whole community locally. <laughs> And, like, I didn't have to do the rest of the work. She did the rest of the work for me. And L.A. And L.A. And then she went to L.A. and then was talking shit on the whole scene in yeah. OC to L.A. And they were all like, we don't care. Can you just do jokes? Like, <laughs> And then she, the, the best part was to, like, uh, I I met her at, I met her at Harp Inn. Yeah, of course you did. Uh, I met her at Harp Inn. Well, Those were her like, best sets. And this was, this was months. This is, like, so this is, like, like this is maybe like three weeks after you had talked to her, uh, and so like this is like a week after like all those comics like walked out on her set, which she made like a big deal. So I missed all of that. So like I came in right after that, and I remember Adam Martinez was texting me about it, and he's like, because she like just started like roasting him or whatever, and so like he dedicated a whole set just like roast her, and she yeah. just like kind of like laughed in his face, which made him even more mad. I was like, dude, you're letting some random bitch yep. like. And I was like, you can't like you can't just let this random bitch like get in your head like you're fucking better than that, dude. When uh, she said, I'm the Donald Trump of the OC comedy scene, I understood what she was doing, and I stopped playing the game. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I was just like, oh, you're doing this because you think that bad publicity is good for your image right now. Yep. And anything I say, you're going to twist it and convolute it and distort it however you want it to fit your little narrative. <laughs> and then, in, like, I just, I'm not, that's not why I got into comedy. I was trying to be a pal and be like, hey... Maybe get to know some people. They can right. help you out with your stand-up and make you better. I wouldn't rely on some rich guy who doesn't really care about comedy <laughs> to like provide for your special and produce it and yeah. stuff. I just don't think that that's a likelihood to happen. And if all your cards are in that basket and you just want to gold dig yourself a Netflix special, like the people who are around you that consider themselves artists are going to be offended by you. Yeah. And I'm just saying maybe tone it down a little bit because we're all poor. <laughs> that's all I was trying to get at. I wasn't saying she's not capable of reaching her dreams. Or right. She doesn't have the potential to be funny. Everyone does, but you have to work on it, and you have to want to be humble enough to know when you're wrong and to want to learn how to do it right. Right. And I just didn't see that happening with her, and I thought I would extend an olive branch and try to be like, look, I don't really get along with you, and I think the way you're going about it is fucking insane, but if you're really trying to do this, I would tone it down on this shit and just focus on being funnier as a comic. Yeah, like, dude, that be whole... respected by your peers, and they will help you get to where you want to go. See, but that's the thing with her. So we actually met, but we didn't meet at the. So I was doing, um, fuck, I was doing the. Oh yeah, I was doing the. She was trying to get on roast battle, so I was doing the pre-show. Yeah, she was trying very hard, very, very hard, very, very. And they were hard. just like, "No, get the fuck out of here," yeah. uh, and because I mean it's a respectable show, and they're like, "Dude, you just like, what do you like? Get out of here." Yeah. Uh, and so I was doing the pre-show that night, and she just happened to be there. And I remember I saw her, and I was like, "Oh." Like, that's Lee Lynn or whatever. And, like, dude, like, I kid you not, like, I destroyed. And, like, afterwards, she, like, I, like, I walked past her and she was, like, oh, hey, and, like, introduced herself. And I was, like, hey, how's it going? But I didn't, like, talk to her or nothing. And then, like, the next day, uh, so, no, it was, it was, fuck, when is, uh, it was, like, the next week uh, we were at, so, like, yeah, Roast Battles Tuesdays, uh, or was it Fridays? No, it was Tuesdays. Tuesdays, yeah. It was Tuesdays, yes. Like, the next time the Harpin happened, 
we were there and I pulled her out because like, dude, like so many people hit me up to get her on the podcast. And I was like, I got to talk to this bitch about like maybe having her on. And like, it was funny because I talked to a couple people and they're like, don't have her on the fucking podcast. Like, dude, your po- it's respectable. It's reputable. Like, yeah. you don't want to like stoop to that level just to get listens. And I was like, all right, but like, let me talk to her. So I talked to her and like, I realized that like, she's not even like, like that. She was, it's, it's all an act. Like she's it just, it's all an act. And I was like, oh. I'm not having you on my podcast. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, once I saw through the veneer of what she was yeah. doing, I was like, I'm not playing your little charade so you yeah. can boost your likes on Facebook yeah. and monetize the situation. Like, fuck you. But <laughs> what's funny is she's been cool to me, like, ever since. Like, really cool. And Kenon. She's been really cool to Kenon, too. Well, I've heard. And I think that that's because deep down inside she wants acceptance, dude. As much as she claims that I don't care what anyone thinks about me, you can see that by what she's doing, she very much cares what people think oh, yeah. about her. So it's like that stuff will slip away at one point, and I, I'm glad she's mellowing out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I never wished her harm, dude, but, you right. know, it's like no one wants to put up with someone who's irrational. At, <laughs> you know, no one wants to put up with that shit. But it was so funny. It was like the Avengers coming together to, like, take her down, and, like, all of a sudden, then everybody's cool. I was like, fuck. It was just so weird. And then coronavirus. I was fuck, dude. It was like... Yeah, right at the resolution, you know, right when we thought, like, <laughs> things are on the up and up. It's going to be a good year. It's like, yeah, you know, fart. So crazy. But Lee Lynn Chronicles, that was such a funny time. And that's the, o- the only reason I regret not getting her on the podcast is that, I like, it's, like, kind of like a, like, each episode's like a time capsule of, like, because I started this shit, like, like, a month after, like, I started. And so, like, it's been, like, a fucking, like, time travel journey yeah. all the way back. So it would have been cool to have... Like, the height of the Lee Lim thing. Like, you know, five years from now, go back and listen to it. Be like, oh, yeah, I remember her. She died now. Or, like, whatever, you know? Like, wherever she's at. Is that your wishful thinking? No, I mean, I don't, I don't hope she dies. I'm just saying, like, it would be so interesting to be like, I wonder where that bitch is at now. Because I don't think she's going to be around for five years, you know? Who knows, man? It's, like, you know, I've uh, I've just been practicing, like, stoicism, which is a philosophy I'm really into. Which What's is, like, that? Stoicism, um, it's it's how to deal with struggle and like carry yourself in a manner where you can enjoy your life right it's a it's a it's a it's an old roman philosophy because like marcus aurelius who wrote this book called meditations um which wasn't it wasn't it was a a dialogue with himself he was when he was writing he was writing to himself and then it got published later on but he was a slave who was appointed to be the caesar of rome at the the age of like you know like 19 or something and, you know, stuff like him. Well, at he least says, he wasn't a slave for long, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> but he became one of the greatest rulers of that of, of their, all their civilizations. What so was his name? Marcus Aurelius. Yeah, you know, uh, he was like, like uh, if you've ever seen Gladiator. Yeah. When the creepy dude who wants to have sex with his sister, who's like the, the ruler, the guy who like does the thumb thing, right? Fuck, maybe I haven't seen that movie. Um, he's the, when he goes and like touches this one statue, like that, and he's like praising like where he came from. Like that's the statue of Marcus Aurelius. Like oh, who okay. Died. Um, so this guy keeps spilling his shit. I know. Uh, it's 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 just interesting to write. Like so, like when you read his meditations, it's the, the things that he would tell himself is like when you feel yourself having a hard time getting out of bed. Just know that today you're going to get up and do the work of being a human. And that's all you need to do. You know? And it's, like, these little things that you can, like, tell yourself in the morning that, like, no matter how hard you struggle today or how hard people are going to be on you, like, you know, don't let that affect your outcomes. Right. And, like, this year has been the most important year for that because it's, like, all this stuff in the news, all this stuff going on, all this stuff that affects our lives, stimulus and all this shit, it's, like, it's all out of our control. Like, you know, there's not really much we can do to tangibly fix it. So, you 
you still have to enjoy your existence somehow. You can't let it all be, <laughs> the weight of the world just smash down upon you. So right. I've been just trying to look at it as like I want to be informed and I want to do it like Carlin or Hicks did it. You know what I mean? To be able to be informed and see it for the entertainment that it is. Right. Not take it so seriously that it ruins your fucking day or your year or whatever the hell it is. But to like to take that and make something of it. If you can see the humor in any situation, man, like that's your golden <laughs> ticket to happiness. That's crazy. Dude, this is such a we took such a like a curve, like the question that we took all the way down this road for the past like 20 minutes was, uh, how did you get to San Diego? Just yeah. so we could bridge back into the, the thing of the this smoke This is any shop. conversation <laughs> with me, dude. <laughs> this is any podcast, period. <laughs> all right, so the now your interactions with the cop this year. All right, so the first one was when I was working at Domino's. Um, this Asian lady backed into a homeless guy in our parking lot. <laughs> And I worked with all these, like, cholo Mexican guys who were like, I ain't calling no fucking cops. So I had to, like, get on my phone and call the cops, you know, be, like, the good guy. Like, I walk out there, and, yeah, like, dude, all these people start rushing up, and, like, they're trying to, like, pick him up. And I'm like, are you guys fucking crazy? Like, leave the guy on the ground. Like, don't touch him. You know, like, don't do anything. If anything Was he, like, out? Yeah. Well, dude. Like, how hard she hit him? Well, these guys are always there drinking in the back alleyway. So this guy was, like, wasted, right? And not paying attention and just walked in front of a car as it was pulling out. It wasn't her fault, for sure. Right. Well, she wasn't looking. She was Asian. It doesn't help the stereotype. Right. You know, but (laughs) that's just what happened. So then, like, I had to, like, yeah. So the cops come into the dominoes, like, who was the witness that called in? So I had to, like, file a report that, like, I watched everything fucking happen. Did you? Yeah, it all happened right in front of my... I was like, oh, shit, that lady just hit the guy with the car. (laughs) And then I was like, yo, somebody to call. And they were like, I ain't calling. So I was like, fuck, you know. And I pulled out my shit. And, like, I called and, like, went outside and stood with the guy until the paramedic showed up and everything. Was he aight? Yeah, he was just drunk, dude. You know, like, he was like, oh, my neck, my neck. I think it's all bullshit, though. My neck. You know, whatever, dude. You were over there drinking and passing out and falling over for the last, like, two hours. Like, you're fine. What time of day was this? Like, 1 p.m.? 2 in the afternoon, Yeah. It was, like, a ridiculous amount of time. And um, so that was the first one. That shit is funny, though. Have you ever, anybody ever, like, drive their car into the building? No. Dude, it was Father's Day, like, 2018. My dad just got his brand new, like, 2018 Camry. He had this old Highlander from, like, 2005 before that. Finally gets a new car. And the only reason he got a new car is because I got my car. uh, And it was, like, way nicer and newer than his. And he's like, well, fuck that. Like, now I got (laughs) to, because he's like, he'll, like, dude, you know what he was telling me yesterday? He was like, uh, our microwave, like some of our buttons stopped working. He's like, microwave's supposed to last 25 years. I was like, get the what? fuck out of here, dude. There's no way. I want, modern one. I want some 25-year-old-ass microwave heating up the food that goes into me. Like, get the fuck out of here, bro. Uh, 25 years ago, they didn't even have iPhones, dude. Get the hell out of here. I don't want some 90s shit. That's true. But so like, he's like that. And so like for him to like upgrade his car was like huge. And so like he gets this brand new car, all this shit, all the bells and whistles. And he uh, it's a 2018 Camry hybrid. And... Huh. We're pulling up on Father's Day to go have brunch at El Torito on uh, Golden West. And, yeah, you know that one? Right there by the freeway. Yeah, yeah, right by the freeway. And we're pulling in this parking spot. It's, like, facing the Togo sandwich shop that's right there. And somehow he, like, tried to blame it on the car. He was like, I pressed the brake, man. But, like, he totally just floored it. No, and he, he floors it, and we're like, just we hop over, like, the thing, hop onto the sidewalk, and boom, right into the Togo's. So that's something you guys have in common. Crashing, hopping, hopping <laughs> yeah, curves. All the workers came out. What the fuck? And like, <laughs> dude, it was fucking crazy. Uh, but like, it was weird because if he had picked the spot right to the right, we would have gone right through the window. 
but instead we hit like the the foundation instead and like it just like it dented the wall but like it fucked up his car yeah of course but yeah. like that shit was so funny damn dude <laughs> I mean, it wasn't funny at the time but thinking back to it because dude i remember just my heart pounding because i was like because there's like it, you, you don't just hit the wall in, in in like a half second like there's like a three second like you're, you're like oh shit i think we're about to hit this wall bam and you hit the fucking wall like, that shit was nuts there was when I, I was growing up i grew up in texas and there was a marie calendars <laughs> in waco and this like 89 year old lady drove through the rest like full like like her car <laughs> like the front windshield was divide like in the building and the other half was out of the building so like the the pa- like the passenger seats in the back were outside <laughs> the building and the driver's seat was in and it was like during like the f- like busiest time it was like a huge freaking deal like and there like the story was like she didn't she just refused to update her glasses <laughs> so she wasn't seeing and she thought it was a green light and she just went straight through <laughs> It was the Marie Calendar's light. She thought it was like the the <laughs> yeah, dude. Dog, there was this kid that went to my high school, Fountain Valley High School, and like by Mile Square Park, there was like this tea shop that's like in the middle of this plaza. So like, there's a parking lot that goes around it. Like, it's like an island of stores. And so there's a parking lot behind it, parking lot to the side. Dude, this somehow this guy just like was drunk or something, and he pla- he jumps over the curb, jumps through like the grass that they had, drives through the parking lot. And just plows into this building, and like my the, not my homie, this guy that went to my school was like at the counter, which is in the back of the store, and somehow he got hit. Like this dude like drove his car all the way like through the store, like his whole car is in the store, and hit this guy. He had to go to the hospital. I don't, I don't even know if he, I don't think he died, but like that shit was nuts because it's like because I saw the video, like they released like like the ABC Seven like released the video, like the camera and, footage of it. Yeah. yeah, and you just see the whole car just go through this fucking <laughs> building, and then the guy just kind of turns like what, and then boom, he gets fucking like. You don't expect a car to fly through this building. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Damn, dude. That's what an interesting way to die. Just like some <laughs> like a deer in the headlights, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> you're just buying tea and all of a sudden you're like floating up to heaven. Yeah, just trying to be calm, you know, get some tea, dude, and it's like <laughs> you do, yeah, you know his last word is probably just oh fuck. Like there's nothing else to say because there's not enough time to get out of a way of a car going like sixty through a building. Like <laughs> Jesus, man! Holy shit! Yeah, the then the second time this year, uh, my like right before I was moving out of OC, like the weekend before I moved, my roommate decided to have like a gathering at the place. Oh yeah! And they like double parked on the street and were like covering it up, so like these cops came to our house and I, and like they were off with a go kart in the parking lot next to the to the place, and it was just like they were like. The whole group was over there, so I was the only one outside, like smoking a cigarette. And they rolled up, and they're like, "Hey, you live here?" And I was just like, oh, "I'm still working on this one." Uh, and I was just like, "Yeah, I live here." They're like, "Whose cars are these?" I'm like, "They're over there, <laughs> playing with the golf cart." You know, it's like, "Sorry, dude." And then so like I like yelled their name, and they came running, and like they all like had to move their car and shit. And so like that was the second time. So like that wasn't th- that That's bad. That's not that bad. Then it got worse. Uh, this was not as funny, but it happened. Uh, when I moved to San Diego, I was living with a buddy of mine, and, and his. They're now fiance. They're now like fiancés or whatever. But um, yeah, she like was having a really bad time with like COVID and everything, and she like tried to kill herself in the house. And it was like in the next room where we were sitting. So like I had to like clean up the blood, and like the cops had to come. How'd she and, try to kill herself? With a butcher knife. Like she had like what? a huge knife, and then she she got like seven seven stitches in her wrist. Did she just try to cut her hand off? She was trying to cut into her veins, dude. Like oh. she was trying to do her. What? What's? I don't know if maybe you don't know the answer to this or what, but. 
Like, how come people can, like, get their hand cut off and, like, not die, but if you cut the vein that's right next to where your hand would get cut off, you live or because you die? Because you can reattach arteries if you cut in this direction, but when you go in a downward spiral, you cut up open everything, uh, and you have seven minutes to get all that blood back or you die. Ah, uh, fuck. And you, like, pass out from, like, the loss of blood and stuff, so, like, by the time, you like, you get it down to, like, from the... You know, from the top of your, like, the elbow joint to, like, the, the bottom of the wrist. Like, you know, you got to be rushed so fast, man. Fuck. And you had so, to clean that shit up? Yeah, because, you know, the guy was having a heart, Like, he was, like, crying and all distraught and stuff. And I was like, dude, you chill. Have a beer. <laughs> like, Have a beer? What happened to the chick? Well, she had to go to the psych ward for uh, evaluation uh, for they four were, days. Oh, they were, was it 5250? Yeah, 5150. Yeah. So she had to go do that. Um, and then she was released. And then about a month later, they had a domestic violence dis- like uh, incident, like because um, <laughs> she like freaked out on him and like was like destroying a bunch of stuff in the house. Oh, she beat stuff. him up. Yeah. Oh shit. But the funny part of this was, <laughs> so they're not even engaged yet, and she's like straight up lying to the cops. When they got there, they're like, "Hey, like, so we got a call about a disturbance over here." And you were there. Yeah, I was there, <laughs> and I'm like standing in the living room, and I'm just like looking at the cop, and then she's like, "Oh yeah, that was next door." And I just looked at the cop, and I was like, "No," <laughs> like I was like shaking my head, like, "No, it's here, dude. Please come inside." <laughs> and so she was like, "Oh, so it's the neighbors," and then she's like literally cleaning up the mess of all the broken shit. So they they came in anyway, and I opened the door for them, and then so they like sit her down, and they're like, "Have you been drinking today?" And she's like, "No." And, like, the lady's like, I can smell the alcohol through my mask from five feet away. And then she's like, okay, maybe I had a beer. What time of day was this? It's like 11 or 12 in the afternoon, dude. <laughs> and so so then she's just like, she's just like, yeah, like, you know, me and my husband got into an argument. And she's like, oh, so you're married? And then she was like, he's my husband. And then she's like, are you legally married? And she's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, and that's like the fourth lie. And I'm just sitting there on the couch just, like, watching all this. So then, like, they, they, they're like, they're like, sorry, but, you know – because of this, we're going to have to take you in today. So they arrest her, right? And they put the handcuffs on. And they're like, have you ever been arrested before? And she was like, yeah, once. And they're like, for what? And she goes, domestic violence. She's like, "They're at, you're out of here. Yeah. You know, like they grab her like, all right, you're definitely going downtown. <laughs> so then, like, they had to come back and take photos of all the scratches on his neck and all the stuff, right? So like, can you, like, stand against the wall so we can take some photos of you? And right above him is this sign, like, this Christian sign that says, like, bless this mess and, like, happy home and shit. So, like, they're taking photos of him all scratched up under this plaque, dude. I'm just sitting there and I'm like, the fucking irony right now is, like, bless this mess, you know? And So then there, she took another – so she was supposed to be in jail for a month, but due to COVID, they released her after, like, five days or whatever. And so, yeah, she came back home and it was just, like – Are they still together? Yeah, they just got engaged. Oh my god! But, uh, Would you ever be with a chick that beat you up? No. Or not beat you up, but like hit you or something? Because I don't think some chick could beat you up. But she actually was the first woman to ever hit me. That lady. She hit you. She hit me. She punched me right in the face one night. Why? Because we were having a get together, and <laughs> you know, maybe we were we were dabbling in some fungi. You know. And, I got you. I got you. <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah. So she she came she came up to me and she's like, "When are you gonna stop being the devil?" And I was like, here we fucking go. You know, here's the <laughs> here comes the fucking circus, dude. And it's like, really? And like we had like friends over and stuff. So I was just like, dude, please don't do this. So there our friends are like, we're gonna leave and shit. And then she got mad at me for them leaving. And I was like, I'm sorry that you're such a bitch that no one wants to hang out with you and just wham. Like she just <laughs> clocked you right in the face. Right in the face, dude. That's warranted though, you know, like that's Bro, 
I cleaned up her blood. <laughs> <laughs> this is after? Yeah. Okay, never mind. All never mind, that never shit, mind. dude. Like, I've been nothing but, like, accepting of your behavior and, like... She sounds scary. She is. But, you know, Sounds whatever. really scary. What do you mean, whatever? I support whatever. my homie, you know? It's like, oh, if my. this is the decision you're making, like, when it crashes and burns, I'll be here with you, buddy. Like... <laughs> How did she try to kill herself? Was the guy just like, yeah, knock yourself out? Like, was he just like right no, there? No, she, 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 dude, okay, so this is where, she's a crazy lady, okay? Yeah, clearly. She thought we were having sex with each other. She thought that we were like butt buddies, and like, she started like calling us like, oh, you fucking faggots are probably like sneaking off to hook up, like delusions. Like right? you, you and the, you and the, my the, friend of six years, my best friend, the homie, the guy the with homie. the penis, the guy with the the penis, and the the girl living upstairs, and the kid. You know, they have a six year old together. Like, oh my god! So she would like on nights. You didn't where, say she had a kid. Yeah, they have a six year old <laughs> that lives there, dude. So so then like you know like on the nights that we stay up after she goes to bed, and we're like watching comedy specials and drinking and having a good time. Right, with just buddies. kicking it. Yeah. She's like, oh, you didn't come upstairs last night because you guys were, like, fucking rolling around, huh? And, like, started having these – she got jealous of our relationship. Like, we were too buddy-buddy with each other that we must be, you know, breaching the line. That's so weird. So that night she was freaking out because of that stuff and, like, putting that shit out there. And so I was just like, dude, you're being a bitch for no reason about delusional shit. You need to take responsibility for your own actions and clocked, like, bam, right in the face. What did you do? I was just like, this is the shit that I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly the stuff, man. This is uh, what I'm fucking talking about. <laughs> like, this is the shit you need to work on, dude. No one wants to deal with this shit on it. I'm fucking And it was dead. every weekend. Dude, there was a fight every weekend. There was a major ordeal. Over what? Over what? She would just... What dude, would the kid do? The kid would be asleep. And they put it on those, like, Peruvian pipes for her at super loud... Vo- oh, it's a girl? Yeah, it's a little girl, She's going to be sucking dick by 12. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, bro. Um, so, yeah, man, it's it's been uh, it's been an interesting ride in San Diego. But so that was, like... So I had to deal with the cops on all those instances <laughs> and fucking... And then, yeah, the, you know... The, Let's get to the, the good smoke one. smoke shop. Yeah, there's a dude that got shot in front of the smoke <laughs> shop I was working at towards the end of, like, or- October... And that was the most ridiculous one, of course, because, like, uh, how do I fucking put this? So I work at a smoke shop. I, I'm okay. I'm not very um, skill oriented <laughs> in the world. <laughs> like I'm selling bongs to stoners. You know what I'm saying? Were you the only one in the shop at the time? No, I had two female coworkers in the store who oh. were they were off duty and they just didn't want to leave me by myself waiting for the guy to show up who was late. Okay. Right? So right. and they're just eating in the back, chilling and. Um, I'm sell- like, because we sell tattoo supplies in this fucking um, smoke shop. So I'm selling tattoo supplies to these two gentlemen. And um, yeah, this guy goes outside to review, a- to get his phone to review a product that we have. And as he walks up back to the door, just fucking bam, 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 bam. And I just froze. I just stood up the whole time, put my hands up like I was being mugged. You know what I mean? And like, they dove to the ground and they were like yelling out panic button and like, I just froze, man. I didn't you, know. Do you just like a fucking prairie dog? You were just standing there behind just the counter? Just stood there, dude. <laughs> if they were shooting into the store, I would have died. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, would ju- I didn't move. I didn't flinch. There was no reflex. Like, was it like gang related? Why'd they blow him away? Th- that's the thing. We don't know. Like, um, Didn't you say that he just like forgot his wallet and you're just like walking out there and they just blew him away? Yeah, they went to grab- he went to grab his phone. Uh, so they'd, they'd obviously been following him all day. They'd followed him here. Um, they were they When we watched the camera footage after, 
they not only pulled up right as he pulled up, parked their car on the street in a good position, walked up, watched the door, and cased the place for a second. They came inside and walked around while I was helping the guy. I made sure it was him. And then they went outside, and they waited right around the corner by this gym right next door. And as soon as he walked out, they just came up hustling, and like, ru- like just running up. And as soon as they got in between me and him at the doorway they just started unloading on him both of them had pistols and they just both put off three shots at least they checked imagine like being in court later like sorry we killed your dad but we thought he was greg you know yeah. like they yeah. just killed some random fool i'm just glad they didn't do it in the store that would have been way uh. worse but i mean th- just the fact that like they were in there was like that fucking was like oh shit afterwards you know did they get the guys were they like masked were they wearing masks like no how masks, they- no nothing they were just wearing like they were just free balling their face one dude was wearing a wife beater and the other guy was wearing a hoodie and then they were both wearing like shorts like no mask, no nothing, not covering their face. And they just blew this guy away. Yep, and then they hopped in their little Jetta or whatever and took off. And That's then... the getaway car, a Jetta. <laughs> <laughs> Get the it fuck was, out of here. It was like an olive-colored Jetta, you know what I mean? Like, it was weird. But um, So then um, the owner's never there at the smoke shop. So, like, we're trying to get him on the phone. He's not answering. Um, Before you called the cops? No, after. after the guy's the just bleeding out. We got to tell. After the cops started showing up and stuff. So then they, they couldn't. I couldn't leave the premises. Wasn't allowed to leave. Until the detective showed up, and the detective showed up six hours later. So I'm just chilling with cops. Six hours later? Yeah, I was, th- dude. I what? Co- I would have been pissed. Like, yo, y'all really- better get me some El Pollo Loco. Yeah, I was, I was upset, and like they, like not, they closed off the whole. So we're not even selling. There's nothing going on. But like right as it happened, there was like people who walked into the store. Like as the guy's still bleeding out on the ground and shit. Like people just walked past it. Like I'm gonna go get my fucking weed. No, no, weed is a fucking what are those things? Little puff bar. Yeah, hey, bro, you got a tangerine puff bar? It's like, I'm on the phone with the cops. Can you give me a second, dude? I'll get to your tangerine puff bar in a fucking moment, sir. Like I'm trying to deal with the situation. Do you see what you walked into here? And like as the cops are like showing up and stuff, this guy's like, yeah. So like these are three for twenty-seven. Is that the? I'm like, dude, just hold the fuck up, man. So yeah, and then um. So yeah, I finally the, the detectives show up. They they interview me. They get my fucking story and everything. I'm released to go. I walk home a mile and a half. Didn't you say this was your last day too? My last day. I already put in my my two weeks. So this was my last shift there. And I was like, dude, I'm gonna clock in. I'm stoned as hell. <laughs> I'm just gonna coast tonight. You know, it's gonna be easy peasy. And then 30 minutes into my shift, just bam, it was bam, 30 bam. minutes. 30 in? minutes after I clocked in, bro. Not even an hour. And then so like <laughs> not even like it would have made a big difference. So I get home and. I get a phone call from a private number, and it's like, hey, this is the cop from earlier. Um, it's not. This doesn't really have anything to do with earlier. And I was like, why are you calling me, man? Like, it's <laughs> fucking 12 o'clock at night. Like, I don't want to talk to you, you know, after all that. So he's just like, hey, so it is a private lot, so we can't send out our CSI cleanup crew to clean it. Do you think you could uh, – do you know, like, who you can call or somebody – how am I running point for your cleanup, dude? I signed in today as a smoke shop employee. Like, I, nowhere on my resume does it have, like, blood detail. Like, yeah. I don't – this is the most inappropriate thing. And I'm like, I'm scared of you guys. Like, really? Like, this is the most incompetent shit I've ever heard. It's like, you didn't get the shop owner's number before you left? Oh, no, could you give that to us? Yeah, man. <laughs> give me one fucking second, dude. I got you. <laughs> that shit's so funny. Dude, it's so funny because it's like I um – you know, they, it's funny because the show Forensic Files is basically just, like, propaganda uh, for, like, to make people think that, like, people don't get away with murder. But it's, like, most murders just go unsolved. This was, like, the first 48. I think, like, after two days, they're like, yeah. We're not going to get these guys. <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah. we tried. I'm going home for the holidays, you know. But, but yeah, so, like, that was... That, yeah, that was, like, the, the last straw of me, like, trying to work through the pandemic. I was like, I've had enough. Like, 
That was my fifth job this year, dude. And I was like, nope. So like, why do you think they blew the guy away? I think it was, it, what the what the detective said that this looks like a like a gang style hit. It looks like this guy maybe owes money or like he right. lipped off about something or whatever, and that someone contracted these people. He said that it was most likely out of state. He goes, you know, what's been really common down here lately is people driving in from Arizona. And, like, you know, for, like, 5K, they'll come down here and blow away a guy and drive back in the same day. The Fuck. same day, and they get away with it because they get across jurisdiction. And they go, we won't get any help unless the FBI has to be involved, but they don't get involved unless it's, like, a bank robbery. Really? So, like, that's what they told me to my face. It's like, yeah, we're not, probably not going to get these guys. You know? <laughs> They're probably way long gone by now, but, you know, we'll take what we can. That's the crazy reality of it. Like, the 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 one – so this guy that I went to school with, and, like, I actually knew him, and, like, we're friends on Facebook. Like, we follow each other on Instagram. He fucking got blown away uh, hmm. outside, like, by the uh, John Wayne Airport. And what happened was it was, like, a weird – it would do so weird. Like, they've labeled it as, like, a gang hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, – and I'll say it's Brian Steuben, man, RP the homie. But what happened was he was, like, talking – so there's this guy who I guess was gang-related, just some pussy guy with long hair. Actually, uh, ma- a badass guy with long hair. Like, please don't <laughs> kill me. <laughs> uh, but – and so, like, he had this guy with his girlfriend. I guess him and uh, Brian were, like, homies. The chick – they were all homies, right? And so I guess the chick had told Brian – or had told the, the boyfriend that, like, she fucked Brian. And I guess they hadn't. Uh, and oh, shit. so the guy hits up Brian <laughs> and Brian has no idea that she had said this to the guy. And so he said like, Oh, like something with, I don't know her name, Jessica, like whatever, like blah, blah, blah. And so I guess Brian's response was maybe you should like keep your bitch in check or something like that. Yikes. Not knowing <laughs> that that's what she had told the guy. Total lie. I mean, I wasn't there. Maybe they totally fucked. I have no idea. I don't know. But yeah. this is what I was told from someone who is close to the situation. Uh, and so, like, him and his homie are, like, just chilling, like, doing whatever in, like, this park, 7-Eleven parking lot over by the the uh, the airport. And, like, just this guy pulls up and bam, bam, just blows this guy away. He, like, gets out of the car. He's, like, running away. Bam, bam, shoots him in the back. He got shot, like, seven times. Gets killed. Doesn't – the guy doesn't kill the other guy. So, the guy clearly is, like, oh, that's whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, and then, like, leaves. And then all he does is he shaves his head and, like, goes and stays at his, like, mom's house. Right. And so the guy was, like, yeah, it was Greg. And they fucking <laughs> they they show up at the guy's mom's house and the guy's just there like with like like his hair just buzzed off and they're like yeah it's totally fucking you uh, and they've like took him in and now he's in jail and then the chick the chick the reason I think that it's true is that the, they also arrested the chick and the chick is also in jail for oh like, yeah they must have conspired to do something yeah because for like uh, because if she hadn't said whatever she said like he would be alive like it, but it's so weird because it's like like he's gone. You know, it's like, what yeah. the fuck over, a, like, a, pretty much a misunderstanding. Yeah, man, that shit's tricky. I mean, I've, like, I've never seen anything like that in my life. You know what I mean? That was definitely a first for me. Where, Is that like, empty? I, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't, you know, and what, what I learned a lot about was just that I didn't, like, dude, I didn't, you know, I don't know how fucking, I didn't ever think I'd react that way. You know, I thought I'd shit my pants. I'd be so <laughs> scared when I saw something that close to me happen like that. But right. honestly, like, I didn't move a muscle. So then I had to, like, really consider, like, that was, like, a, probably the most traumatic part of it was just, like, damn, dude, like, I'm definitely going to get shot if that ever happens again. You know what I mean? Like, I won't move. Like, I just, I froze like up. Like a witness? No, not that. I'm not. That probably means that it was, like, the, like it wasn't their first time just whacking a guy because they were, like, you know, if it was my first time whacking, like, if I were to go 
like kill that couple over there that's just smoking a joint like we are. <laughs> you know, like I would I would literally if I were to kill that guy, I'd be like, well, this chick's right here too. I gotta kill her too. And then I'd be like, oh, the, those people over there, over there, I gotta they kill them too. They weren't wearing masks and they were caught on video camera. I don't think I'm what they're worried about. <laughs> like, dude, I was just a you know. Like, dude, that's if, true. If they if they really were concerned about witnesses and stuff, they would have covered their faces and they wouldn't have done it at five o'clock in the afternoon in broad daylight in a place in that has thousand dollar glass and has cameras rigged up everywhere, like high definition cameras rigged up everywhere. That's if so they weird. really staked it out, they would have figured that out and they probably wouldn't have done it there. But they were just trying to catch the guy at the most convenient spot and boom, boom I'm out. Away. Yeah, I'm out. I'm that's out. That's crazy. You know, so it's just like the fact that it's also a mile away from my house doesn't make me feel very comfortable moving into an area where like hey that was like just down the street you know what i mean but um it's it is what it is and you just gotta like move forward man you know like i i went back there yesterday or on my birthday actually like because really? yeah i went back there on my birthday and i was like you shouldn't have quit and i'm like fuck you dude <laughs> you should have been here <laughs> like you know what i mean like don't fucking tell me what to do that's fucking crazy yeah how many jobs have you worked so this year, I mean, it was the improv rec room and then Domino's. And I did shipping for Big Lots. That was my first job out here. So I would work like four. I'd, work at like, I'd have to be at work at four in the morning. And I'd unload the boxes before they opened up in the morning. So like literally I'd go in and just move boxes off of a truck for six to eight hours and then shelve everything. Um, but then um, one night I hurt my hand and then they just cut my shifts. Oh, fuck. So I was just like, I need to work. My hand is fine now. Like, you know, uh, I iced it. It's okay. I iced it. It's fine. Um, so if you guys aren't going to let me come back to work, I'm not coming back. And they were like, all right. Like, they, literally, they were like, all right, cool. And then she was like, all right, and then hung up on me. <laughs> like, they were very cool about it. And then um, I... Do you consider that quitting or getting fired? I considered it being laid off due to, like, just, they right. were like, you know, like, all right, well, that didn't work. Like, it wasn't, right. I didn't do anything to get fired over. I wasn't in trouble for anything. How long did you even work there? Like a month? <laughs> Dude, I was there for, like, two weeks, three <laughs> weeks. You know what I mean? Like, uh, but the first week was all, like, video training. I was right. just sitting in front of a yeah. screen and just watching boring-ass we don't want you to unionize, you know, like <laughs> videos and shit. But, um, so yeah, so then that, and then the smoke shops, so those are the five jobs I had this year. I tried to work. I tried to be like, Hey, I'm young. I'm going to just protect myself as best possible Kinda. And, and contribute. I mean, I'm not like, I don't not have any disabilities. Shit. Yeah. I don't have any disabilities <laughs> or anything preventing me from working. Let me rephrase that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not as old as people who are not allowed to work. So right. I thought I'm going to be, you know, a good citizen and continue to contribute and do what I can to help out. Right. And then after the guy got shot, I was like, I'm fucking done. I'm going to collect my unemployment. Unemployment. And I'm going to just chill until See, here's the thing about March. unemployment. Like, I had no idea that that was, like, just available to, like, whatever. So, like, when I got fired from Trader Joe's or they take like, because we were homeless, they let me go. They let me go. But, like, they let me go so that I could collect unemployment. But I didn't know that until, like, so I was, like, dirt broke as fuck. Like, not paying my insurance. Like, all this shit for, like, like, like cashing in, like, everything, selling shit. Like, broke, broke. Uh, but I didn't realize that the whole time I could have been, like, collecting unemployment. Because I, I didn't, for what, I didn't, not, like, in a racist way. I just never thought about it. Like, I didn't think that, like, I'd be like, oh, I could just go get that. I had no idea. Yeah, and, I mean, I wouldn't have done it unless it was COVID. You know right. what I mean? Like, I wouldn't have done it unless it was COVID. It was just, like, what you, I saw, too, is, like, I'm working at, you know, like, 
what I, why I why I, I quit and this is why I was granted um, unemployment was because my case is that I live in a college town and the industry that I'm working in a lot of young people are coming in and stuff I don't have health care and San Diego has had to quarantine the the college that's by there at least a couple ta- like times where they weren't allowed to leave their dorms. What's that, SD State? Be- be- yeah, because of the COVID outbreaks on, on campus. So I was just like, I put it, I put that into the unemployment thing. Like, I quit for my last job because of this. And then they were like, warranted. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and then my, my speculations are, I'm, I have to be available for work. So like if Rec Room opens back up or anything like that, like right. if they call me in for a shift, I have to be available to work. As long as that, like, you know, I, they asked me to look for a job and I, like, I apply for one job a week. You know what I mean? Just do you see. really? Yeah. Like what? Uh, I've been playing for like grocery stores. That's just, just ass, bro. Just stuff that's not going to go close down. Something that's going to right, be open, essential. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that I'm not going to have to reapply for benefits again in do you six like, months. Do you like butt fuck the, the application just so you can keep on unemployment? No. Really? You you want to get the job? I, I would like to. I'd like to be working because like, dude, like I get, I get $200 a month to spend on myself. That's it? Yeah, because I have rent and stuff to pay. I have a phone bill. Like, oh, oh, oh! I thought you were saying you're all for you. I thought you're unemployed. No, no, no. After after my bills and stuff, I'm living off two hundred, one hundred ninety eight dollars to be exact. Fuck. For four weeks of food and everything Damn. I want to do, you know. So it's just like all the people who are out there, like, oh, you know, what a cushy time, fucking being unemployment, <laughs> blah blah blah. I don't get the people who are traveling the fucking United States right now, just collecting unemployment. I, you must have trust funds or homes or whatever the fuck. For real. I, I don't get it, but for me, it's like I'm living off like ramen noodle packets and like hot pockets. Like it's not right. a luxurious time, like you know. Um, and so, yeah, it's just. I would rather work and be able to pick up shifts and get more money right. and be able to be more comfortable and take care of myself. Right. But I want to do it as long as I can remain protected because, like I said, I do not have health care. I don't <laughs> – 200 bucks is not going to save me from COVID oh, yeah. in the fucking Dude. hospital. I'm, I just – you know, I can't. That just reminded me, bro, when I was fucking driving for Amazon – and I'm fucking, I just like hop out of my, Galen? I was like, what? And I like, I turn around, and I yeah. see your ass. In the- <laughs> On the phone with my insurance trying to figure out why they canceled my shit. Bro, talk <laughs> about that. Because you were like, yo, like, like they found, they were like, yo, like something's wrong with you, but you're insured. We can't tell you what. Like, what was that? So, so I had been having, like, dude, like I had, <laughs> I don't know if it's hemorrhoids or what, but I had like, you know, I was bleeding out of my asshole for a little bit there <laughs> last November. And it still comes back every once in a while. I still don't know what the fuck it is. I don't know if it's gastrointestinal stuff. So I literally got pulled in for a checkup, and my I was still seeing my pediatrician, <laughs> lady no I was seeing way. since eighth grade. Yeah. So like, technically, you're not supposed to, you know, get a an anus check from your pediatrician because that's not their area of expertise. They don't usually do that to children. But like, <laughs> I just felt comfortable with her, and like her office has like Dory and Nemo on the wall, so I had something pleasant to look that's at the while. Funniest thing I've ever heard that you're like 27 from <laughs> your pediatrician. So that's where you were at. It's like HP family, <laughs> family doctors, dude. Like no way. So like I went, and then she told me that like feeling up there, that there were some irregularities, but just to make sure that they wanted to book a colonoscopy for me, so that way I could go in. And then I went in there to to do it that day and the day I, we saw that you saw me to get a yeah to get a colonoscopy from my pediatrician <laughs> so i felt more comfortable with her doing it um 
And uh, yeah, so so I was trying to get that done, and then they dropped my health care, and then I asked my mom, I was like, hey, can you just like book me a fucking pay out of pocket and like help me out because like, I don't have the money to do it? And my mom kept saying, yeah, 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 I'll get to it, and never got to it. So I never figured out. You never, ne- you still don't know. Nope. And with like COVID and stuff, like, nah, I'm good. I'm, I'll just die. You know, I'll I'll just, just die. I'm just gonna let it work itself out and just. <laughs> You know, do what the hippies do. Uh, good vibes or whatever. I'm Line my chakras. Fucking uh, dead. <laughs> I'm fucking dead. Yeah, whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen, man. I, I lost my attachment to this ego and this body a long time ago. So like, whenever <laughs> is good. Like I, I, I sleep at night, having done everything I ever wanted to do and followed my bliss. So I'm okay with it. Um, that's crazy, bro. And like, I'm not in pain or anything. And like, you know, I, I, it's not something that's like debilitating. So until it is, I'm just not gonna worry about it. I'm sorry, bro. I cannot let my kid get that fat. Like, bro, come <laughs> on. Like, well, the hopes there would be that she gets a little taller, so it evens out. I do, but she's like, she got that fucking flat tire, spare tire stomach, bro. Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, dude, if my kid was, I, I don't, I'm not like saying like fat people are bad, but like, dude, that kid's like eight, and she's like huge. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't know, man. You don't uh, got to take on that? <laughs> you don't want to, like, no tarnish your rep? No, because no comment kids. is the worst comment <laughs> ever. So I'm going to fucking double 22 here. Um, I, I I don't think it matters when you're eight years old how fucking fat you are, Galen. I don't know why you're so obsessed with that at the moment, but you should well, let it go. Well, this fat kid just walked by. Like, don't make me look like the douche. <laughs> I can't speak either because I was, like, 230 at 15. You know what, what I mean? I was, like, 5'2", 5'3". In, in like my my dude my freshman year of high school I was around a fucking soccer ball dude like I was a fat ass little kid. Do you guess how much I weighed when I was twelve? I don't know. Guess. Two hundred pounds. Are you re- are you retarded? I was sixty five pounds at twelve years old. <laughs> I don't know. I thought you were saying like I used to be fat too. No, I don't know fuck what the fuck no. you were Why would I be mad at fat kids? Sixty five. If anything, I would be like I would pull that kid aside. And you be know like, that's there's probably more unhealthy than being what she was weighing at eight. Probably. Years old. Probably. 65 pounds, dude? 65 That's pounds nothing. at 12. That's nothing. I know. Well, I was on all these medications for, like, ADHD and shit. So, like, the medications, like, stunted my growth and stunted my, yeah, like, and it's, eating. It's pretty much like meth. So, you know. It is. It was. <laughs> it's it, methamphetamines. The, the, the drug was called methylphenidrate or some yeah. shit. Like, it's literally meth. Yeah, synthesized meth. I'd be going to school on meth. And, like. Keeps you focused, man. Did it, though? Like, I don't even. I used to do it, and I'd stay up all night reading a book. I'd read a book in a night on meth. Really? Yeah. Meth? Yes. You did meth. Yep. Like meth, methamphetamine. S- yep. Meth. What? I, I used metho- to be. I used to, when I was before. I, I stopped doing hard drugs when I was 22 years old. Meth, heroin, meth pills, the whole gambit, man. The only things I didn't do were PCP and peyote. I think, or the What's only thing. What's peyote like closest to? Peyote comes from uh, San Pedro cactuses out in the desert. What you can do is you can boil them and make these little peyote, and you suck on them, and they make you have like a, it's like a hallucinogenic. So like the old shamans and Native Americans sure. used to eat peyote buttons to commune with the gods and the elders, sometimes as a tribe or sometimes just as the shaman. But um, I just haven't been able to get my hands on it, so I haven't done it. But Would you um, if you got a chance? Not now. Like I said, man, most of that stuff's in my past. Like, I, I really enjoy, like, smoking weed and, like, having a drink here or there. But right. I, I hit it really hard when I was younger, and I'm glad that I did because now I can re- live the rest of my life. I would hate to be, like, a heroin addict at 30 or 40. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm glad I was a kid and I had room to fail because I was living with my mom. The risk was not great. Did she know about it? Never knew. I told her about it when I was, like, 23, and, you know, she, like, cried about it and was just like, I'm sorry you had to go through that. And I'm like... Obviously, it didn't look like <laughs> I was going through anything, you know. 
How'd but, you get uh, involved with that? Like, what was the first hard drug that you did? And how did that um, how did that partake? Shit. Well, I mean, as far as like narcotics go, probably. Oh, give me a sec. My boss is calling me. What the hell? Oh, you should put that on speaker. Yeah. What's up, dude? Yeah. What up, dude? How's it going? Good man. So check this out. Uh, Amazon's kind of cracking down, and I'm just giving you a heads up. Cause uh, you get you get a lot of infractions, right? So like whether, when you're on the road, you right. If you mark something delivered to customer and it's not delivered to customer. <laughs> yeah, I do that all the time. Is, yeah, you do. I know you have a lot of them. <laughs> so, but they just they're uh, they just they just basically off like canceled someone's account. So they're going to start canceling accounts, so don't do anything bad, because then I can't save you. Okay, for sure. All right, because it's literally like you won't be able to deliver. You won't have a flex account anymore. Fuck. All right, I for know, sure. So you're like, I just, you're like one of the higher ones, so I'm calling everybody out. Like, you're probably the highest one, dude, so just be Me? careful. This, this, yeah. <laughs> so just don't get any more infractions, bro. Don't get into any, don't get into any shit. Just deliver. Just put your head down at work. His laugh after that. Right. So right. Just you gotta start doing it right, man. <laughs> All right, sounds good. So fucking funny. All right, bro. <laughs> All right. All right, thanks, buddy. Right, I'll talk to you later. What? Me? Ha 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 ha. He laughs his ass off. <laughs> yeah, you're probably one of the highest ones, if not the highest. All right. Yeah, your road rage is something else, man. Throw him. <laughs> Throwing pennies. I'll never forget. I've never seen anyone throw pennies at another human being. If I had batteries, it would have been a battery. Jesus Christ, dude. I got to start carrying batteries, like just Ds. <laughs> I got to start carrying I'll have, batteries. I'll have fucking, I'll have AA, AAA, and Ds, and depending on how mad I get, like, it'll, that's how the fucking size of the battery I'm throwing at your car. Jesus, man. <laughs> it is weird because, uh, like, the road rage is funny, but, like, like my my stepdad is very, like, anti, like, like whatever, but we went to, uh, Anti whatever. Like, what is he anti? What do you mean? Like, 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 he's not like he won't like throw shit. Like, he doesn't get like road rage. He'll just be like fucking bitch, like un- under his breath or whatever. But like me, I'm he's like calm about. It. He's collective. Yeah, he's about very it. calm and collective. <laughs> where I'm be like fucking bitch. I'm gonna make you pay. Where I'm fucking, you know, I'll cut you off and like. Yeah, I'm gonna break your window. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> with a <that> battery. <laughs> exactly. Which I I would do. And we were <laughs> we we drank at like California Pizza Kitchen. And he was driving, and we were coming back, and like. Uh, there's there's construction now, so we're on Edinger. The Edinger Bridge is closed. We're at the Beach Boulevard and Edinger Light, uh, and like right over by the rec room. Uh, and to get on the freeway, like all this shit's closed. So, like there used to be like two lanes that you could get on. Now there's one, and the far right lane that used to be able to go straight is now a turn only. And so she was in the turn only, and I was like reading her body language, like of her car, and I was like, she's gonna try to go straight. And he was like. Nah, and I was like, "Watch, she's gonna try to beat you and get in front of you and get on the freeway." And then I was like, "You can't let that happen, man." Uh, and it's like I was just like, even though I'm not in the driver's seat, I'm like, "You can't let that happen." And he was like, "She's not." And so then, like, I was like, "You better put this bitch in sport mode, bro, because she's gonna try." <laughs> and she was in like an Acura or something, you know. I was like, "I was like, you got this, dude. Like, you got this." Acuras are pretty fast. They, but it the was like TLs a, it was like really a, it was, it was like an 05. Uh-oh. And so I was like, "You got this. Like, your new engine should take this bitch." And, like, so, like, the light turns green, and sure enough, this bitch goes straight. My dad floors it. She floors it. Like, they're going, and, like, he ends up, like, she ends up just edging him uh, to where, like, it would have been his fault if they collided. And I was like, damn, you lost. And he was like, who lost? And he gets, like, an inch away from the bitch. He's, like, riding this bitch, like, getting on the on-ramp. And I was like, chill, chill. Like, it's not that important. Like, chill, chill, chill. Because, uh, you know, in, like, all those accidents, like, it's always the passenger who dies. Like, the driver always lives. I was like, chill, chill, chill. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, chill, 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 bro. Like, chill. Uh, and, like, uh, and so like he was like oh and I was like it's not that important so he like backed off and I was like you got anything you got anything to here to throw and he's like 
look around, look around. So we start like I start digging through like all this shit, and I find this like full bottle of like hand sanitizer, like this hard plastic bottle of hand sanitizer. And I was like, pull up, and so they like, floors it. And I roll down my my little brothers in the back seat, and I'm like, pull up, and so we're like, and just this is like two weeks ago, uh, and just. Boom! I crack and I like I hear the windshield crack. And I just, Dude, no I threw way. this shit as hard as I could. Like, and I was in the passenger seat, so I was like, like the the distance between my arm going out the window and her window was, was so like small. A, like a foot, <laughs> yeah. like, like it's a foot away. Just crack and, Jesus, and I see it explode man. all over her shit. And like her window for sure cracked because I hit it right on the cap because it was so close that I could aim it. Just crack. Oh like just crack this bitch's windshield and it was like and we, I was like go 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 and he like floored it. We floored it out of there. And I was like yeah, like it was so badass. And I was like, but it was like the f- and I remember as we got off the freeway I was thinking I was like damn like that was the first moment I've ever shared with like my stepdad where it was just kind of like because like everything I do is like oh sure like uh like or he'll be like he'll give like a face be like whatever like you shouldn't be doing that like type of thing there's like first moment where he's like do it you know it was the, you know, it was the first <laughs> moment ever because he was also like a bonding moment yeah he was like, so yeah. he was also so mad at this bitch he's, fuck her car up and I was like let's do it but like <laughs> I just I would have just loved to see us get pulled over or something it was his idea the whole time or like, you know, like, <laughs> like whatever he's out of control like you get arrested yourself yeah. it's like well that's what happened that's <laughs> <laughs> you know just like you shouldn't have done that yeah. <laughs> oh man dude that's that's crazy dude like so so where are you with like the whole cause like I remember like last like one of the last times I saw you at Anchor Bar like I went to like give you like a pound and you're like oh I'm not touching your hands so, that's like, right you were like very like now uh-huh. I don't give a shit. Now you don't give I a don't shit. I don't give a shit. Well, I did. So, like, it, it, it varies. So, two weeks ago, I gave a shit. So, you're like my roommate who's just like, I'm going to go out and party at a bar tonight. I'm probably going to get COVID. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know? I'm not like I'm not like that. I'm not like. like bitch, I'm, you better keep that to yourself. Not, <laughs> <laughs> we live together, dude. I don't want to fucking hear that. You better fucking keep that shit to yourself, dude. <laughs> if you live with a college girl and she says that to you, you're like, I'm in danger, you know? <laughs> Fuck you. Don't say that to me. No, it, like, varies. So, like, last. So. This Thursday, last Thursday, I went to go. <laughs> it's because you spilled. Yeah. Uh, I went to go visit my little brother, my mom, and and his dad, uh, and give them their give the kids Christmas gifts, gifts and yeah. shit. Yeah, and and so, but they're very strict because my mom is like trash immune system. The the guy's fat, so like the, he's like at risk Could or whatever. Morbidities. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so like so like for the two weeks leading up to that, I didn't like go do shit. I just went to work, came home, played video games. Right. Uh, and. And so then now that I went and saw him, I'm like, it's going to be like another two months before I see the kid again because they're just that strict to where I'm like, party, let's fucking like, let's go <laughs> podcast, you know, hop in my car, bro, you know, <laughs> yeah. or whatever. But like in the beginning of that shit, I was like, yo, like this is fucking, this is serious, bro. People are dying. And then like a month in, I was like, this is ridiculous. Once I realized, once like stuff started coming to light, like about like, like the severity and like who was affected and, and all that shit, I was just like. Like it's like it sucks that people are dying, and I know people that I've had yeah. people die. Like that, that stuff sucks ass. But it's like you look at the people that are like like dying. It's like people like 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 diabetes and they're fat as fuck and like all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm not in that category. Yeah, I mean, compromised people and stuff. Yeah, yeah, so I'm not like worried about like myself. I just don't want to like give it to someone else. Yeah, I'd feel bad, you know, if like me wanting to follow my bliss ended up in someone else's, you know, demise or something like right. that. You know, that's why like. I've had to make the calls, you know what I mean? It's just like, all right, I'm not going to go do comedy like, as much unless it's in an appropriate setting, which I just haven't found or anything. Right. You know I mean? It's like, I don't leave my house unless I need to go grocery shopping or, or like I need something really. And it's just like, fuck it, you know, whatever. I, I, but I don't like, I don't get timid when people get close to, you know what I mean? I'm not like this, right. like, I'm not right. like this, whatever. Like, uh, that's part of going out in my opinion. 
you have a right to go out and you know do whatever the fuck you need to do. Yeah. And if you choose to enact those rights, like that's on you, bro. You knew the risk you were taking when you went out, right? Right. So that's on you. Like you can't blame anybody else for it. Like you were also in that grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like that's what we that they're talking about, right? Like you know, like freedom and like the right to choose. It's like all right, like if you got to do what you got to do, like just know that. And if you don't, Postmates everything. Get it dropped off, contactless. You know, do what you got to do. But That's so funny. My grandma called me, uh, and I was talking to my grandma, and she's talking about how she was at, like, Home Depot because they're always, like, working on shit because, like, in, like, two years they're going to sell their house. So they're, like, Trying to remodel fixing and everything. Yeah, yeah, you know, putting a new room and all that stuff. Uh, and so they were at Home Depot. She said some guy, like, got close to her, so she was, like – and she was my grandpa. And they're not even old, dude. Like, my grandma's younger than my stepdad. Like, like, huh. yeah. Oh, wow. Like, my, my, stepdad, <laughs> my stepdad's 64. He just turned 64. And my grandma's 62. You know, like, it's like, it's like, what the hell? I, I've taken her to seeing Snoop Dogg. We saw Snoop Dogg and Ice Cube. Like, yeah. Like, oh, she's grandma. from, she's from that era, you know? Like, I've, like, uh, I didn't smoke with my grandma, but we smoked at the same time type of thing, you know? Like, dude, don't tell your mom. Like, you know, like, <laughs> uh, but, uh, she was, t- she was telling me on the phone that, like, some guy got close to her and she was like, you better back the fuck up, bitch. Like, she's like, I don't know if, like, uh, you've seen my set recently, but I talk about, like, my hood grandma and this is the hood grandma that I talk I about. I saw the clip. Uh, so this is the hood grandma that I talk about, and she, so she tells this guy to back the fuck up, bitch. Like, give me my space. And and I guess my grandpa was like, dude, like, you guys, he's like, shut up, like, you guys into a fight. Uh, and he's just like, <laughs> like she or she said you're gonna get me into a fight, and she's like, I'm shit, you're gonna get us into a fight. I'm gonna jump in that bitch too, and I'm gonna be swinging too. Like if I'm if like this dude's already close, I'm gonna fucking fight this fool too. And I was like, dude, you guys are they they live in hysteria. It's like oh, the man. craziest. Like, yeah. there's no cops out there. What's my grandpa told me this story? He calls me all the time, dude. He calls me like every three days, and he he's like, dude, I was at the gas station, and he's from Mississippi, so he's like, he's got like a southern accent. He's like so southern. And it's so funny, and he, but he just doesn't give a fuck. And I, I feel like I get some of that. I don't give a fuck from them because they just don't give a fuck. Yeah. And so he's like, I was at the gas station. I walk in. He's like, I parked my car at six or like get pump six. Pump six, yeah. And he's like. I walk in and give the guy 40 bucks on six. I walk back out and I was like, oh, fuck, I'm actually at four. And so I walk back in to like change it to four. And like while I was doing that, some guy pulled up to six, started pumping my gas. Oh. Yeah. And so he goes out there and he's like, hey, bitch, you know, that's my fucking gas. And the guy's like, oh, my bad. And so like the guy only pumped like six bucks worth of gas. So he goes back in and he's like, hey, man, uh, I'm actually on four. So you put that 40 on four. And they, the guy behind the counter was like, well, that guy just pumped like 580. So, like, you're only going to get like, you know, 3420 on fucking uh, on four. And he's like, no, I gave you 40 bucks, bitch. You're going to yeah. fucking put 40 <laughs> bucks on, on four. And, and so the guy was like, that's not how it works. The guy already spent it. Like, it's gone. He's like, and so they, he's like, I'm going to give you one more chance put 40 on four because that's where my fucking car is and the guy was like i can't and so my grandpa grabbed this is like a year ago dude like like cops exist you know but like not there he grabs (laughs) the guy by the uniform drags him across the counter and beats the fuck out of this guy and then ends up the guy literally just gives him 40 on four and he leaves i was like what the fuck do you mean the guy just gave you you beat the shit out of him in front of whoever the fuck else is in the store right and then he just it was like, yeah, you're right, man. I'm going to just put 40 on 4. What? Like, yeah. <laughs> no cops. He said, like, dude, he still goes to that fucking gas station. Jeez. What? Yeah. Like, dude, if you push someone in HB, you're getting arrested. It's like, yeah. what the hell? He's like, yeah, I beat the fuck out of the guy, and then he gave me my money. I was like, what do you mean? Like, it's so it's so crazy. Yeah, dude. Uh the desert, you yeah. know, <laughs> what desert people? What do you got to like? What What are you gonna do? You know, they it's have like, one sizzler. They think they're the shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! You man. ever been in a fight? No, never been in a fight. Never? You ever been close? Once. 
I've been close a lot of times, but I've always talked my way out of it. Like, like literally, the- like I, I, one time I was at Centerfield of all places. <laughs> oh, fuck. I sat in the corner to go like outside and smoke, and this motherfucker dude left his cigar burning, and it had like at least an inch and a half worth of like the ash on the end of the cigar, right? I thought some dude just left his cigar, just like left the bar, right? So I grabbed the dude's cigar. And I shove it in the water, like a cup of water, right? I'm like, put this shit out because yeah. I tried to kept, I keep putting it out in the ashtray and it just keeps relighting itself. Like right, that's how right. inverted it is. So I fucking destroyed this guy's cigar. He's inside getting a drink. How deep was this cigar? Like you said, an he inch had, and a half ash. He had, he but had start, it was maybe like three fourths of the way still left. Oh shit! So he had just lit oh, it up and fuck. let it burn outside for a little bit. I didn't know. That that's the best way to get the smoke from the cigar. So you let it burn for a little bit, you leave it, and then you come back to it, and then it smokes like heaven. You know what I'm saying? So that's what that guy was trying to do. He's like, I'm going to fucking set my cigar out here. Fuck. I'm going to let it burn off. It's going to be beautiful. I'm going to go inside, grab my drink. I'll be right back. Were you hosting or you were no, you? No, no. This was on a Friday Before night, that? Saturday night. Like, this is just me hanging out at the bar oh, with shit. my buddies and shit. It's me, my buddy Cody Herring, uh, the, other, uh, the other Cody who works at the rec room as a server with the glasses, that guy. Okay. Um, and we're all just hanging out. That's what, That was our thing. Like, that's how we all met. Like, our Friday night was at Centerfield. Like, that's how I became known to that place. Um, this guy comes out. He looks at his cigar, and he looks at me smoking my cigarette in the corner. He goes, what the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, fuck, and I was like, hey, man, um, I thought you left. And that shit was getting in my eyes and really irritating, and it couldn't, it wasn't going out, so I put it in the water glass. And he, and I was just like, look, man, it's totally my fault. I'm very sorry I destroyed your thing. Let me know how much it is. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the money for it. I'm so sorry for the inconvenience, bro. I had no idea. It was just really irritating my eyes. And he literally looked at me, and he got like super close to my face, and he goes, I'm glad you fucking said that, because I was about to kick the shit out of you. But I'm glad that you admitted to it, and it's all good. You don't need to owe me any money or anything. Fuck, that's I cool. In, I was like, hey, what's that guy's drink? And I bought him another drink, and I brought it to him. I was like, dude, I, straight up, like, I'm fucking super Fuck. sorry, dude. Like, I'm How so big sorry. was this dude? He was an old dude. Like, he was, like, old was dudes can fight. 54, 55 years old, but he was one of those, like, really, like, he used to be, like, one of those surfer kids from HB, like, his whole life. Like, he had, like, that pigeon chest. Right. But with the big beer belly. But, he, like, you know, like, he could... Dude, he I, could fight. I don't. I've never fit, fought a guy. I'm not gonna start with a 55 year old who's like <laughs> had a whole life. You know, that's not my <laughs> ideal version. Like, I got punched in the face by a girl and it knocked me for a ringer for a second. You know what oh, I'm saying? Fuck. Like, I'm not gonna fight a guy like that is way older than me who like grew up in a different time, where like that was less of a, like that was your manliness. I mean, you went out and brawled with people in bars. I'm not doing yeah. that shit. Um, so I've never been in a fight, yeah, but I've, I've had instances like that where I just mouth off, I'm too drunk, whatever it may fucking be, and I'll, like, you know, and then these guys want to fight me, and I always say shit like, all right, if you want to fight, I get to choose the weapons. Who gets undressed first? No one wants to hit a naked guy, dude. <laughs> no one wants to hit a naked guy. So it's like, you know, I just try to use humor or linguistics to get out of any situation, and it's never, I've never ended up being hit by anybody. So I was trying to see if there was, like, a bathroom nearby. I've been, like, pinching my penis for, like, fucking... Probably is. I mean, we're still rolling. We're still rolling. I thought I was like, fuck, like, where's the... I know there's a pisser, but I was like... Because I, I know the pisser's, like, over there. But with COVID, like, all the public bathrooms are have been, closed. Like, closed yes. and shit. When they we're done, people. I'll just go piss in the parking lot. Yeah. Uh, Fuck, let's see what's... Uh, what the fuck did I say? How... It literally the next note that I wrote was how whack that shit was. <laughs> and I just wrote like right before this, I wrote how whack that shit was. Oh, oh, it was underneath the OC shit. Uh, Are you talking about the beef? 
Yeah, how whack that shit was. Uh, next thing up that I have written down is the Eclecticlast, man. Let's talk about your podcast. Yeah, man. Uh, it's like the, the idea is a year old. Okay. But I've only been doing it since March, since like the pandemic, so nine months. Yeah. Yeah, so what was like the what's what's like what's the eclectic class? Like what's like where did that come from? At, towards the tail end of arts and craft, I really wanted to start I really wanted to start incorporating philosophy somehow into the podcast, but like a, like a segment or something. And then it just didn't happen. But then I realized like I mean, philosophy is really just asking why. Right. Like asking a bunch of questions and really trying to get to the bottom of something and trying to fix problems or trying to work stuff out. So pretty much it was already kind of a philosophy podcast but i just wanted to be like an emphasis on that so after some time um i'm also like i used to be a musician i mean i went to performing arts school for music i learned recording arts song production hell yeah you know how to like i look i learned all the, like music history and all that stuff so i have this like vast catalog of stuff that i'm just really passionate about and then so i just thought how can i bring like me as a comedian who's just like likes to have fun and find the humor and things right have a flaw like have a podcast where i focus on just asking why and entertaining ideas no matter what the fuck it is uh-huh. and throwing music on top of it so that way it's like a radio show right i don't know if you've ever seen the movie pirate radio no but they were it's like back in the 60s when rock and roll was huge off the coast of england they, you'd have these big tanker ships right where they would broadcast their own radio shows because the the publicated radio shows wouldn't play rock and roll what so you hell? had this huge like counterculture of people like staying up at midnight to hear these guys broadcast off a ship, just all the rock and roll hits that you won't play on the radio. And there was like this huge phenomenon, it's all based off true story. Their boat actually sank and a bunch of people came out to save them as they were broadcasting as it sank. So like there's this really cool you know, and so with Anchor, like which I, you know, a lot of people have shit on Anchor, but since it is bought by Spotify, I get to have the rights to the entire Spotify catalog to play whatever the fuck I want in my podcast from the entire Spotify thing. So now that I have that, I can literally make a DJ radio show where I can have people call in, interview, and I can put music that I think is fun or interesting or that I That's like dope. in between. And so like you're listening to a radio show, but we're talking about things, the world, you know, COVID, all that stuff. And in between, I'll throw in music that I think is similar to the topic, you know? Oh, and, that's dope. And I'll let guests, like I, every guest I send in, like, hey, like, uh, send me five artists or five songs. Bitch, you didn't ask me. Yeah, that, you were the first episode of the season. Oh, I was yeah. just seeing how it would play out and all that right. stuff. Like you know, it was like a trial run, and I'm glad. Right, that, right. That was the first episode that got more views than any other episode ever. Well, thank you, thank you, thank so, you. So you know, it was like <laughs> so. Then like ever since I started doing the music thing and like this new formula that I have, it's really um, I've I've seen the viewership go up by like double or triple that's dope in like nine months you know like before i was getting like just a few people listening and now i'm getting like into like double digits and stuff which is super cool and like for nine months i take that as a lot of progress and it's like mostly in other countries like uk and yeah other places yeah. um and i've been like i i'm making an attempt to have people who listen b- reach out and be a part of the podcast somehow we all have ideas we all have something to talk about right. so uh, and then I got two people, pretty much, like this Canadian guy and a, a guy from, like, England who listened to the show, and they just hit me up, and then I interviewed them on the podcast and ended up talking for three hours with strangers about whatever. That's so dope. So the eclectic the cast basically is an idea of where, like, it's finding the others, like the tribe of people you associate with, you know what I mean? And just finding right. the others and right. having a dialectic conversation. Um, the, I've, the most controversial thing I think I've done with it was Kevin Bennett being on French accent. <laughs> <laughs> I had him on the podcast, you know, this yeah, I love recently. that dude, but some of the shit that he does online is, sure. like, so wild, bro. Absolutely. And and 
that's I had some guy who has like two thousand likes on Instagram. Like he's a comedian, right? Like some some dude. He hit me up and he's like, "I'm surprised you gave him a platform to like speak on." And I literally text the guy back. Is like, like, "Is that so bad?" Like I love the guy. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's kooky a cool and dude. Fringy, he's so weird. But you know, like. The I conversation remember. we had, I just was like, hey, man, like, speak your piece. Like, I'm not going to judge. And we had a conversation about it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, so to no, speak. But, no. you know, people may react to however you want. But, like, the whole point of the podcast is simply to entertain ideas. You know? Hell yeah, dude. And I think that's what we need right now is, like, let's get creative. Let, but let's do it together. Right. Don't depend on the politicians, the gurus. <laughs> like, let's do it together. Let's figure out something that works for both of us, even if we don't know each other or whatever. Like, what, what can we do? French accent's so funny. I remember uh, I fucking I smoked a blunt with that fool like outside the Hollywood Improv and like the Hollywood Improv parking lot. Yeah, it was just so <laughs> random. He was like, "Yeah, dude, I just like parked my fucking RV like yeah. right over here, and like we were just like smoking together and just shooting the shit." And like, and then like a month later, I see him like getting in fights with people over like Donald Trump or like whatever. I'm like, "Whoa, it's so like it's so different than he actually is like in person." That I was like, "Wait, what the hell?" Well, and when I spoke to him, he specifically said that I specifically am more of an agitator on fa- Facebook. He's yeah. like specifically doing it, but he's the most loving guy. Yeah, and he's a something cool that dude. I want to quote that he said to me was, "Look, when it comes to comedy and comedians, as long as we're professional, regardless of what we believe, like I'm gonna work with you." I think that's how it should be. Right. I don't care what you believe in, dude. We're all comics. We're all fucked up. Right. We're all our own form of crazy, and we don't take mental health days. Like, we, <laughs> we lean into them, you know, like our mental fucking disturbances. Right. So I think that to prosecute, you know that they, ch- the comedy scene in OZ chased him out of the state, right? He decided no. to go home because they persecuted him so hard online on Facebook for him posting his beliefs that he fled the co- the, the state. That's why I had him on the podcast. I didn't I know that terrible. at all. I felt terrible. I felt terrible that, that they, they went after him. I mean, Simon Gibson was one of the people who was like, glad we'd never have to see that guy in the comedy scene again. And it's just like, that's terrible. He's a lovely, he's a not, he wouldn't hurt That dude was so funny. I had him on a show that I produced and there was uh, like a row of my homies were in like the front row. And this dude fucking destroyed, like destroyed. He's one of this, the best. This girl literally threw up on the ground. Threw up, dude. He just he made her laugh so hard that she threw the fuck up, dude. I've never done that. Like this, that dude's funny as fuck. Yeah, yeah. I and I I'm not bagging on the guy, but I just think that like there was a moment there where the political stuff became in the comedy community was a big divide. I mean, even Adam Martinez was saying stuff like, "I hate conspiracy theorists." <laughs> so anyone who branches themselves as like questioning the government or questioning this shit is like lumped in with that. And like comedians are critical thinkers. We're, we're, we are fringe, man. Like, we're right. the people going up and trying to explain things in the way that cur- people don't have courage to do themselves. Right. That's why we get paid to do it. Right. And for the critical thinkers to attack the other cr- critical thinkers for critical thinking <laughs> seemed to me like a real big oxymoron. And it made me right. kind of, like I said about OC, it showed me an ugly face to it that I had never seen. And it made me a little bit like, ugh. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that. The Eclecticast is a platform that I'm going to keep open as an idea trading platform. And whatever ideas you have, as long as you're willing to come on and have a concise point and be able to have a dialectic conversation, a back and forth conversation about it. Right. I'm willing to entertain the thoughts. And That's people dope. can say I'm knocking off Rogan or whatever, but I just I really believe in the same thing. It's like everyone deserves a seat at the table, whether you want to put up a pull up a chair or not. You know what's crazy though? Is that I'm not gonna say your name, but there's a girl in the Orange County scene, and she I, I watched her do a set. This is like during quarantine. We were at the uh, the green room uh, in Santa Ana, the, the spot that Gino runs, 
and she like tells spot. The, I like that spot. Is a dope spot. Love that spot. But she tells this story that wasn't funny uh, about how uh, fuck it was like it was so not funny that I don't even remember. But it was something about like some dude did something to where like milk shot out of his nose or something like that. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't, but it wasn't funny. Uh, and she said at the end of it, and it like that one thing that I remember from it is that she said that that was the funniest memory that she has. And I was like, that's the funniest memory like in your whole life. Like if you were to ask me right now, what's the funniest memory of your entire life? I couldn't even fucking tell you because something funny happens every fucking day Yeah. to where it's like, yo, this girl, like this is her funniest memory. And it wasn't funny. I was like, this chick hasn't fucking lived. I was like, there's like, she hasn't fucking lived. And, it's and, and for comedians, it's like, who's your favorite child? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, which, what's your favorite joke? It's like, dude, they're all, you know, like my I like little, em. yeah, my little thingies, my little baby. Yeah. But it's it's crazy because it's like, and it's funny because I ran into this chick again, uh, and I mean she might listen to the podcast, she might not. Uh, and uh, it was at this bar in San Clemente, uh, and it was crazy because there was like sixty. MAGA wearing all Marines, like all dudes from like Camp Pendleton. Sounds like my Thanksgiving this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like I went up there and like they weren't paying attention. It was loud as fuck in the bar. Like I went up and like it was loud as fuck. But this one joke, uh, it hit the hardest it's ever hit in my entire life. And it's one of those where like people usually groan. Dude, this joke got a fucking applause break. And I was like, really? I literally in the middle of my set, like in the recording, I hear myself and I was drinking. I hear myself go, that's the one. I was like, because it it's the joke about. I, I do have it posted on, online. It's the joke about a uh, like me and my friends like we're really fucked up. Like we went to the mall and like one of my friends he pointed at a twelve year old girl and he's like, "Yo, bro, like would you smash?" And I was like, "Oh, like fuck no, dude. She's fat." It's like is <laughs> the yeah. fucking joke, dude. It destroyed. It got like a twenty second like laugh applause break, and I was like, literally what? And I but it was so funny because it was like that's just the like it's just so weird because you never know what jokes gonna work with what crowd. Yep. And they were like, you shouldn't do. You like I wouldn't tell that joke or like whatever. And I was I did it and it destroyed. I was like this is fucking crazy. But we were outside uh, after my set and it was weirdly staggered, and and so like Brandon uh, Legendary had to go up and then she had to go up and Lee Lynn was there. Uh, and she ate shit uh, like hard. Uh, and I remember they, Brandon was telling me, because I left, uh, Brandon was telling me that she uh, was like, well, you laughed at the other guy, like talking about me. You laughed at like his jokes about like misogyny or like whatever. And But like, it was just, it was just funny because it was just like, well, yeah, it's. Yeah, but he was a man. Yeah, that's what she was saying. It's like, yeah, I didn't get it. It's not oh, that. Man. It's that I just told it better. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like the jokes. I'm better. a little bit more uh, <laughs> experienced. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it Sorry, is. Babe. People say that, but it's like the joke that I told was funnier than whatever you said. That's why they laughed. It's not because I have a penis. They're not thinking he has a dick. Yeah. Let me laugh. <laughs> this is not what goes to people's head. It's like, oh, what he said was funny. Let me laugh. If you had said something funny, they would have laughed. You know. That's the thing about laughter. It's an automatic reaction, dude. Yeah. Unless it's fake as hell. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's an automatic reaction. Like it's a guttural thing. So like, you can't blame the fact that, well, they just didn't think that was funny. <laughs> It's like, no, just, you know, maybe, maybe it doesn't, it's not all the time. There's sometimes where, you know, a joke that kills a hundred times, it's just that one night, it just doesn't go. Yeah. But there's so many factors that it could be. Yeah. It's not, oh, but you like that guy. <laughs> I'm kind of like that guy. Dude, Stupid. we're, we're in like the outside, like the patio has like an awning so they could have outdoor seating. And this chick, me, Brandon and Dom were like, and Gino, no, not Gino, uh, some other fucking guy was there. Uh, and uh, we were, like, talking, and I was just like, yo, like, this is before Brandon had to go on. And I was like, dude, like, this crowd's like, you saw my set. Just go up there and say the N-word. 
Like just just I mean just fucking around. Like, dude, you should just <laughs> oh go up God. there because like they're loud. He's like, how should I get their attention? I'm like, bro, just go up there and yell the N word. That'll get them. You know, like they'll pay. They'll definitely pay attention. You might even get an applause break. You know, like just just fucking around. Uh, and she goes, Duh, you're serious? Like, why would you like blah blah blah? And I was like, D- it's so obvious that I'm fucking like I'm. You really think that I'm advising this guy to go up there and say the N word? Come the fuck on, yeah. dude. And like right after that, right, I didn't even like acknowledge what she said. I just kind of ignored it. Right after that, behind us, some white guy approaches this black guy, like, and he goes, "What's up, my?" And then just drops the N word hard R. And the guy, the black guy, was like, "What's up, dude?" And like they were like, and we were like, and I was like, "See what I'm saying? No, you should, like, you, sh- you should go up and say the N word." Like, and so it just happened to work out that way. But it was just like it, it was, was like a front. She paid those guys yeah. to do that just to set you up so you could go up there and say it in front of a large group yeah. of people and get chased out of a little town. But it was just I just got annoyed because it was just like. What are you talking? Like, it's so obvious that I'm kidding. Like, you can't seriously think that I'm telling this fucking guy to go up there and say the N-word. Come on, dude. Yeah, and that guy's a comic who's booked on a show should know better than to take the advice of his buddy in the green room to go up and say obscene shit. The N-word. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, I I mean, I guess, like, the eclectic cast was just, like, uh, it's it's been something I'm really enjoying to do, but now with the platform being the way that it is, like, I've always enjoyed music and... Right. Always wanted to have like a radio show, and now I can just make my own. So, the beauty of the internet, I guess. Would you listen to rap? I like old school rap, like Warren G. You Ooh. know, like the old school. Like I, I, I really appreciate the lyricism of it and like its rhythm and stuff. Right. But when it gets to like you know WAP and stuff, I, <laughs> I go all Ben Shapiro. I go half a dork on Tuesdays about it. And I'm just like, I just don't get it. There's some whores in this house. Like I don't understand <laughs> where this is. I feel like Warren G has slided, bro. Like, I've seen so many uh, artists, and he's, like, always just opening for him. I'm like, fuck, dude, this guy's like me. I'm like, that was, fuck. like, that classic old-school, like, Long Beach sound. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that kind of, like, pimp motif. What's his big song? Regulators. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. You know what I mean? Regulate, yeah. So it's, like, I like that stuff because, like, the backing tracks are still really soulful. There's a lot of keyboard instrumentation. But when it gets really electronic and stuff, I just don't really associate with it. Um, right. It just becomes a little bit too... And, like, I am a white Brazilian guy. Like, <laughs> you know, I, and, like, I sound like, you know, stop disrespecting women. Like, <laughs> like I, don't, I don't know. I feel like this goofy little dude, but I just, it just doesn't hit me in the same sensibilities. Um, I don't mind it if it's playing. Like, right. I wouldn't turn it off or get upset about it or right. anything. It's just not something I'm looking up <laughs> and listening to. But it's not bad. There's good out. I mean, there's good rap out there. There's. What good do music. you listen to? Like, if someone was like, "Show me something." It really goes through seasons. Um, but right now, like, I'm really. It's funny because, like, in when I was growing up in Texas, I, like, I listened to like Warren G and all that stuff, like in like sixth grade, seventh grade. Really? Like, that's what I was really into. And then I started getting more into like metal and like screamo and stuff. <laughs> and then when I came to California and I went to performing arts school, I went through the history of music and then. I really fell in love with the the 50s crooners and the 60s and 70s rock artists, you know? Right. And I just never moved past that phase. Like, I'm a big fan of 80s and 90s rock and stuff, too, and there's really good bands that came out contemporarily after 2000. Um, but, yeah, I think it's mostly, too, because of the counterculture back then, and, like, it was a form of rebellion to play sure. music about the truth and stuff. And I see comedy being what music used to be in the 60s the last bastion of truth or self-expression right. and uh, a, a means of speaking truth to power right you know and so i think that it's kind of adjusted but 
I mean, we all have a soundtrack to our life. Like, right. music's important um, to a certain degree. But, yeah, so if I were to show anybody anything, um, right now I'm really enamored by Rodriguez. He's a uh, 70s folk artist that he's, he became popular in South Africa and so it became like a platinum artist in South Africa alone. Never Whoa. knew he was famous until these documentarians wanted to find out what happened to this guy because they never saw any photos of him or anything. They just had this w two records that he put out. What's he up to now? So he's he demolishes houses in Detroit. He's like a, a stone worker in Detroit. What? He's a demolition man. And literally they found him and like he ended up playing like world festivals for the first time at like 60, 70 years old. He just comes out on a stage and people have adored his music his whole life. He's like just now playing for them. There's a whole Netflix documentary about him. That's how I found out about him. It's called uh, Searching for Sugar Man. No way. And um, yeah, out. so like he's just he it's funny. It ties back into the he got a degree in philosophy and he just liked working with his hands and playing music and writing poetry to the music no way and he just put it out he made two albums i mean with the same guys who worked with like marvin gay like these famous famous producers and um and like as they go back and be like hey what happened to this guy they're like it's a sad tragedy that nothing ever no one picked him up because he was mexican at the time what the they fuck? didn't want a mexican folk singer they wanted like someone like dylan bob dylan like a white guy with you know jewish curly hair and a big nose you know and like that's kind of what they were looking for so this guy named sisto rodriguez <laughs> just didn't have any appeal to them on the market but what about richie valens that did like one song and then he just like disappeared he was for, I mean, he for died, his time period he was very famous he was i mean shit, i know famous. about that fool i don't even listen to hispanic music <laughs> dude it's so funny the reason La i Bamba. picked this is we didn't even <laughs> talk about in the beginning dude the first time i ever came to old town san diego this specific place uh was sophomore year for spanish class and my homie was in we had he had the same teacher but he had like advanced because he's like full-blown fucking mexican right. uh and so he's like native speaking because his mom speaks it and he uh would purposely fail tests so that he wouldn't have to do more work in the advanced class <laughs> so he could stay in like the regular, regular classes easy class but the teacher was like yo you fucking speak spanish right and he was like yeah and like so she like put him in the advanced class and so we had to come here we took the bus together like all this shit we were like fucking like 13 years old we came down 14 years old we came down here and we're supposed to you know experience the culture and like get like food at the fucking cosmopolitan hotel like you know wherever is down here but there's like an acapulco that's like up the hill and so we ended up just going to the acapulco <laughs> like, like the, the most fast white, food mexican the, food. the, the, the most whitewash white <laughs> <laughs> we ordered in english and we were just like yeah. and then we had to like write a report about it yeah we went down to you know the fucking <laughs> whatever and like made up a <laughs> bunch of bullshit street market yeah. and we got some fresh empanadas from a local vendor <laughs> That shit was so funny. You said you came down here in eighth grade. Yeah, I was in eighth grade. We came down to. Uh, it was the first time I came down to San Diego. I was with a friend and his brother and his dad, and we came down here um, to go to La Jolla. And we went down to like there's like a cave. You pay like five bucks, you can walk down this tunnel cave, and it's right on the like a, a dock on the right top of the ocean underneath what the fuck the sea cave. And you can see, like, out both sides and stuff. So you like pay to go down in this cave, and it's like a gift shop. And then we did like the kayaking stuff down there. And then we came to Old Town, and I'm pretty sure it was that. It was, like, that restaurant right there. We ate, like, some Mexican food from, like, a, you know, authentic Mexican place over right. here. And uh, then we drove home. But, um, yeah, it wasn't, like, very – it was, you know, barely anything. Actually, when I was – when I was uh, when I was 19, I'd actually gotten a gig to work on a movie set for Paramount. 
um, out in New, uh, New Orleans when they were filming like the Avengers and shit, right? No way. Um, so what I was going to do is living in Anaheim at the time, I was going to take the train um, all the way to New Orleans. And I had someone out there who worked on the set that was going to pick me up. And I made it. I got on the train. I made it to San Diego, and I didn't get on the next fucking stop. Like, cause there's like a train down here, and then you t- catch a bus to New Orleans. I just a didn't bus? get on the bus, bro. Why? It was just something within me. I don't know. Something like my intuition took over, and was just like, "Don't leave California, man. Don't go." And I just didn't get on. And then I was stranded. <laughs> oh fuck! Down, it was like midnight downtown San Diego, right over here, right across the street. <laughs> and I, I was like, dude, it was just sketchy and shit. So like, I called my mom and poor her, dude. She drove down from fucking Anaheim at oh fucking midnight. It got down here at like two in the morning. My Your pl- mom is like the low key, like like the unsung hero of every story, dude. Yeah, that's what's funny. She disapproves my entire life, and so I go, I'm going to go do it anyway. And then like, when I call her, I'm in trouble, and she's like, ah, fucking asshole. Like, I'm on my way, you <laughs> dick. <laughs> I'm fucking coming. Just fucking stay there. And then like, I get an earful, and then I just go back to doing what I'm doing. You know? <laughs> but me and her have like a we, – we discussed this over Thanksgiving because she ended up – my mom doesn't drink. Right. And now she's drinking. Nice. <laughs> Due nice. to COVID and everything. So, like, within 30 minutes at Thanksgiving dinner, she had drank a half a bottle of Jack Daniels, and she has no tolerance, right? So, like, really quick. Um, she was eating mac and cheese with her hands at dinner, dude. Oh, my <laughs> God, dude. Telling people, we should just take all the masks off and let the week die. <laughs> like, she was just going <laughs> off, dude. Uh, but, yeah, so I had to, like, take care of her the whole night, and I was like, this is awesome. It's the first time I'm not the shit show at Thanksgiving dinner. That's you know, like, hilarious. I'm taking care of her, you know what I mean? Um yeah, like, it it was something different. And, like, after that, that day, like, because my mom kicked me out when I was a junior in high school. Fuck. Because I didn't want to go to college. I wanted to be an artist. I wanted to be a musician at the time because I was going through performing arts school. Like, you did right, this to me, right. bitch. Like, you put me in this <laughs> shit. What did you think was going to happen? Um, but then she got really mad when I turned 18. She said, if you're not going to go to college, there's the door. So I packed up my shit and I said, later. <laughs> and I fucking walked, man. You know, and I That's took off. savage. Um, and so, like... It may, I was so resentful towards her that it took five years for me to be on speaking terms with her. Shit. So in the last couple of years, our relationship's been good, but I like pretty much came to her and I was like, hey, you know, we've had more of like a brother-sister relationship than a mother-son relationship right. our whole lives. And it hit her like a pile of bricks, dude. Start she crying? She, no, she just really sat there for a moment. She was like, you know, you're right. I always let you do what you wanted to do. And then I tried to be your mom, but I just couldn't <laughs> do it. You know right. what I'm saying? So like there was that was good. You know what I mean? And like... But she's still a judgmental prick, so <laughs> we just... She was like, come up for Christmas, and I was like, Thanksgiving was enough. <laughs> you I'm know? fucking dead, That was dude. good enough for me. I really need to pee, dude. I need to pee bad. <laughs> we're at 2.04, so we're coming up to the end. Uh, as you know, I leave the final minute of the podcast to the guest to say whatever, do whatever, ask whatever, plug whatever. This next minute is all you, my man. Uh, I don't have much going on, so like, if you want to follow me on Instagram at the underscore eclecticast... Um, it's pretty much, I don't have a personal social media. That's my, my podcast page. And what I do is mostly I, I have like 300 people that I follow. Most of them are news outlets and different um, publications that I trust as far as giving information. I monitor those pages and I report what I think is very interesting happen on a daily basis. So if that's something you're into and you want to see a more um, psychedelic uh, fringe <laughs> kind of perspective on what's going on in the world, uh, you can follow me at the underscore eclecticast. But my podcast is up on all platforms. Um, I recommend you listen to it on Spotify because then you get to hear the full music instead of only 30 seconds of the songs in between. So it's really like a, um, you know, a show. But 
this month I've I've uh, like Andrew Pupa was on the show. He's a nephrologist. He's right. a kidney specialist, and he's dealt with COVID people specifically. Right. So I went into the whole gambit about what are we looking at, what are vaccines going to be like, and it's a three-hour episode on virology and all that stuff from Fuck his expertise yeah. point of view, and anywhere from that to like conversations talking about the tibetan book of the dead and what we experience after life and all that kind of stuff so there's a really varying range of uh, episodes and different people who i find interesting and um fun to talk to um there's solo episodes on there where i just talk about different philosophical ideas but um yeah so just follow me uh give me a follow on spotify and instagram check out the episodes if you want to uh, other than that, I have nothing to promote. Um, just be safe and be good to one another out there. Let's avoid any un- unnecessary fear if we can. <laughs> um, and it's I think that you know we can fret as much as we want about the political system, but look into who your senators are, who your House of Representatives people are, because the only people that are going to affect your day-to-day life are the people that are in your district or in your state. Uh, vote representatives that you believe in. If you really want to make change in this country, you got to get participated into the system. Um, not voting is not a solution. I think right. throwing away votes, like there's other things that we can do to empower our system to work for us. Um, but that, then again, I'm just an immigrant and a fucking moron, so don't <laughs> necessarily take my word for it. You know, you got to look up your own shit. But I think that this is a good year for people to be self-reflective and to reassess their core values and their soul of spirit and see what you want out of life. Do you like your house? Do you like <laughs> where you live? Do you like your fucking neighbors? You know, take a look around and reevaluate and adjust. But um, peace in 2021, I think, is the ultimate final message. I think we, we should just do whatever we can in our local communities to attain peace with one another in 2021. Fuck yeah, dude! Thanks so, for being on, bro. Thank you for having for coming down, dude, and, and <laughs> having dude. me on the podcast. It's been a Fuck treat. Fuck yeah, dude! This was a great one, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you.